You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, obviously, we have defeated coronavirus single-handedly. We It was it was brewed in the room, and then from the reports that we're hearing from, from the, the doctors that we're in touch with, uh, was in was unable to penetrate um, our immune systems, our walls. Mm. Uh, it was it was a tough one for them. The uh, I don't know of a great wall reference, but anyway, Great Wall of China, Great stuff. Wall of China stuff. Coronavirus was the Mongols, and we are the Great Wall of China. I don't know if maybe. Well, like, our immune si- immune system is the Great Wall of China. Yes. We are, as it were, China. You know what? I think that that's that's a Dior. This has been an absolute binfire of a start. Eddie, welcome. How are you going? Good, mate. We did beat Corona. That's why we're cheersing a brew. Look, we don't often start the show with a beer. Usually more reserved for the dribbler dribbles because yeah. they can be taxing on the soul, the mm. mind, the body. Yeah. But much we like are cheersing. Yeah, much like coronavirus. But when you're atop the heat, punters and dribblers, uh, and there's a bit of an awe and there's a bit of a mystique, that's not reserved for humans. Like, you know, viruses feel that too. Yes. And I think they were overcome. I think they it was a mountain too high to climb mm. and it's retreated back into its little box. Yes. Now, that's not to say that it isn't an issue for other Australians. Correct. Proud, honest, hardworking Australians. To them, our hearts go out. Particularly our, our those... Victorian brothers and sisters. That's it. North of the... South of the border, rather. Obviously, yeah. we... We have a tendency sometimes to go on the bit of a, a Victorian bash, but it's more it's more aligned with the AFL yes. than anything. Uh, we love our Victorian brothers and sisters. And sisters. Always have. Uh, obviously, now more than ever, needing us, needing yeah. a hand from Big Brother to sort of lift them up and make them feel and, better. And especially in lock-in, look, I mean, it, now it's probably as good a time as ever just to to point you in the direction of our of our. Uh, very deep back catalogue. <laughs> uh, many podcasts to listen to to get you through the uh, the early nights. It, should we release a random episode as a gift to Victoria? Potentially. I won't promise it, but we certainly... It's something we'll, we'll think, think about, about it. it. We'll certainly think about it. Maybe, a, <laughs> uh, you know, reaching our hands and, and hearts across the border yeah. to Victoria. Now, do the stats say that our audience largely not Victorian? <laughs> well, it's our fastest growing market. Is it really? Yeah, that's right. Shit. Well, there you go. So you could almost say like we're like a virus down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a good one. A good one. And I think you need more good viruses down there than bad ones. Yep. So dribble and yarn, from my perspective, given that we've defeated it, is the tonic. It's the solution. It's the uh, the vaccine we don't have, although we do. We've got it. We just, no one's really looking. No one's really realised yet. Because, I mean, traditionally, like scientists, they, they go... To what's worked in the past, vaccines, right? Yeah. And that's their lane. They stay in their lane. They got blinkers on. Yeah. But you know, it, the the science and the the healing benefits of dribble and yarn. Yeah. I don't know if they've been tested. Sometimes you got to think outside the square. It's it's the more harebrained ideas that often prove to be right. Think about penicillin, Eddie. It was just mold on bread. Yeah. Where'd that come from? What the fuck? Out of the box. There you go. Out of the box. We are the mold on the bread of coronavirus yeah. cures. <laughs> That. Does that make sense, punters and dribblers? Look, it might take you a while to wrap your head around That's it. That's why we paused. We yeah. gave you a pause to just like let that sink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it sink in. And now it's there. We're the mold on the, the bread, bread of, the of coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Um, so shout out to Victoria. Obviously a very scat sitch down there. Six weeks of lockdown. 
Um, uh, uh, even like, but even scatter than what we went through, right? So like they've yeah. got. Oh no! It's like it's worse. Stage than four, everything's shut. Yeah, it sounds awful. Sounds awful. Look after yourselves. Stay in. If you, th- what was disappointing to hear to read. Sorry, I'm burping. We've been having beers. This is the effect it has. And beers and dribble sort of, it'll bring up the oxygen from the, the gut. <laughs> uh, Carbon dioxide. Yeah. <laughs> Carbon dioxide, yeah, sorry, whatever. Um, disappointing to hear that one in four <laughs> positive cases in Victoria, not at home when they were being contacted. I, very disappointing. And I don't know what that speaks to. I don't know if you think you're uh, a bit big for your boots down there. Yeah, Some of numbers you- and suggestion on. Yeah, numbers to suggest you're not. Now, there is a remedy also for, you know, thinking you can frolic around outside, stay indoors and listen to Dribble and Yarn. I mean, Correct. it's the solution to all your problems. Exactly. But yeah, that was a frightening statistic. One in four? It's a like, dude, that's, you're taking the piss. Like, obviously, it's not hard to see how maybe it got to They took got. the piss and now coronavirus is taking the piss. That's it. I mean? So that's why we're trying to button our top buttons, button our shirts a little bit here in the, the great state of New South Wales and... Mm. Queensland as well. Oh yeah, they're going the big lift up. Everyone's sort of going, all right, let's try and tighten this thing up a little bit. Mm. You know, they heard that Dribble and Yarn might be a cure and that Tom and Eddie uh, and D or Dave first known threesome to be in a Singapore sweat box with coronavirus bouncing off the walls and walk out the other side. Yeah. Now I don't know whether we sort of put a, a protective shield over Dave, the Dribble and Yarn sort of we encased him in it. Like a force field. A force field of sorts. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Something to, that we are also looking into. Um, There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns. Um, but Eddie, that aside, mm. one more time, shout out to Victoria. Shout out to him. Uh, you have a Tonka update. Got a Tonka update. Look, I feel like the listeners are sort of, you know, they're as invested as, as you and I are and Dave yeah. in, in Tonka's well-being, his happiness. Official dog of the podcast. Official dog of the podcast. Obviously, last week I explained how I got ripped a new a-hole by the Artaman Veterinary Hospital. Uh, got an update. So it turns out that they didn't actually do what they said they did. What do you mean? So Tonka, down at Molly Mook, shit out the whole skewer. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Swear to God. He shit out the whole skewer? I was doing a once-over in the morning, right? Just sort of working my way in the house because, you know, we'd had a couple of beers and then you can't keep an eye on him and he's, yeah, he wanders yeah, off yeah. and he does his own thing. Yeah. And I noticed one on the balcony, like a little bit up the other end, and I'm like, what is that? That looks a little bit like a stick. And then I got closer and, oh, wait, that's... The full skewer. That looks like the top of a skewer. And it was like a long shit, right? Yeah, and yeah. the top of the the top of it was exposed and you could see the top of the skewer. And I was like, dear God. And he had actually pooed out the whole thing. The whole thing? So he did inhale it. Yeah. As we as well, I mean credit as to fears well, well as credit to Ella and Steph, they weren't lying. He did inhale it. Okay, so their story's starting to check out a little bit more. And I've been watching him eat and he does inhale yeah. when he eats. Like I need to get him one of those bowls where he needs to slow the fuck down because yeah, he's yeah, hailing right. like a vacuum cleaner. He right. rarely chews. Dyson vibes. Dyson vibes is boy. But inhaled the whole thing and has pooed it out. Now, he was vomiting once or twice during the week. We put it down to the antibiotics, and we talked to other people like, why is he on antibiotics? The whole thing's been a shit right from start to finish. <laughs> His doctor needs to be sued. Um, and look, you know, wheels are in motion about potentially... Are you we're, we're, we're taking it higher because we keep, need our money. Have you held on to the skewer? 
No, because I was I was so funny hung- that he ate a kebab then pooed out like a poo kebab, right? There's a bit of I've got a photo. I've got a photo of it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get it. I've got a photo. Get it up. We can share it on the screen, or like we can put it on Instagram. This was it, bro. Uh, this was. Holy shit! And it went What's all the, the way down to the mate. That's electrical tape. That he's also eaten. What a bad art. Dude, this thing looks like an old relic. There you go, Dior. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, look, wheels are in motion, trying to get our money back. Didn't do what they said. Complete and utter disgrace. That, uh, and Tonka was vomiting, right? He's vomiting for a couple, a couple of nights there. I put it down to the antibiotics. It was him obviously trying to get this thing up. Couldn't get it up. No. So the body's like, let's backdoor this let's, thing. Let's push this thing out the back door ASAP. Which now, he has. I've got to try and find who hit us up on the IG. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it here, but someone basically saying that he was a doctor, doctor, and he was like, uh, "You've been hoodwinked, Eddie." He sort of he talk- saw that. I forgot to reply. I think. Fuck. What was his name? We get too many inboxes for me to remember. But this guy. I mean, can you see how long ago they sent shit to you? It would have been like Monday, right? Well, no, we did the podcast on like, Monday. It would be six days ago, five days ago, or maybe five, because... It was a name I recognised in that... This guy. This Here guy. Here we go. So, right. so this is uh, Tron Grit. Uh, Tron Regit. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly, but... I knew I recognized the name. Lads, after listening to this week's podcast and hearing the debacle with Eddie, that Eddie went through with Tonka and the vet bills, I felt obliged to reach out. There is 100% no doubt, in my opinion, brackets, qualifications, surgical registrar, humans, that Eddie has been taken for a ride with regards to the needs for the endoscopy. If Tonka had inhaled the skewer... Which he did. ...whole, Which then he did. it would not have made it past his esophagus. It did. and there would have been signs of obstruction distress drawing because he can't swallow his saliva and or vomiting well he was vomiting yeah he was vomiting but not till so we got it thursday night he didn't vomit till monday he vomited monday morning and wednesday morning he carries on here easiest 2k that guy ever made go with your gut next time uh, if the dog's fine, then uh, less is more. Beers soon. So still mixed messages because he doesn't think that there's any way Tonka could have gone through it. Now, look, Trone doesn't know Tonka the way you and I do. And we know Tonka's capable of inhaling almost anything. <laughs> almost anything, punters and dribblers. Nothing is off limits for this boy. What does boy me though, Tom? What does get me out of bed? is knowing that Tonka has the fortitude, the, the internal strength. Yeah, to just go, fuck it, I'm pushing this. To shit in. out a kebab. Yeah, and stick. you go like... And you're like, mate, you're, you're made of the right stuff. Yeah, he's a, well, that's why he's the official dog of the podcast, make no mistake. So shout out to Tonka for going the big lift, or the big poo, rather. The big poo. Um, where but <laughs> where were you when the big poo <laughs> went down? Well, it was probably yahooing. Well, we should, that should almost be Molly Mook's big thing, right? So like everyone's got Where the big, were you the when Tonka Marino, did the big poo, the big I was Marino, having a yahoo? The big prawn, the big banana. We've got Tonka's big shit down, big in, uh, down, down in at Molly Mook. Mook. Go check it out. So, uh, look, I'll, I'll keep the punters and the dribblers informed about what happens with the Atarman Vet Hospital. If I was a punter or a dribbler worth your salt, don't go there. They're no good. Yeah, and and also if you wanted to, if you're a betting man, bet Edward Simpson gets a nice little refund. Oh, you bet it. You bet it. You better bet it. You better bet it. 
Um, but that's, uh, that's that's all I got. Yeah, mate, I've got nothing else really. I mean, if we're just sort of doing, you know, the preamble, bit about you, bit about me, how are our lives, how are they going? Yeah. Is Evie Rose the official baby of the podcast starting to crawl a little bit? Yeah, she might be. She God, might be. she she great core, great core. Each each week there just seems to be something and legs doing. and great thigh Dude, strength. She was up on her all fours today, and I'm like, what is going on here? You're oh, just she... a fucking beast. But look, there's nothing too exciting. I know we've got some dads who listen, some mums who listen, and they're now tracking the journey of the official baby, the podcast. They can't help it. Uh, Evie Rose crawling. So if your kids are around the same age and not crawling, then yeah, you should feel lesser than. That's the way it goes in the parental game, unfortunately. I'm not happy about it. It's not that it's something that I get in. They're not rules you wrote. They're not the rules I wrote, but the law of mother's group is if my baby's doing something earlier than yours, then I'm a better parent. So... Has Steph dropped it in the group yet? No. Has because, she gone the flex? No, she. I don't think so. And the reality is because mother's groups aren't... Because they're, they're not actually like that, but it's kind of is. In As the if sense it's that, not like, like that. In the sense that Evie, unfortunately, rightly or wrongly, is fucking... Excuse me again. Beers and yarn bring up CO2 from the gut. Uh... <laughs> Damaging the ozone. Yeah, mate. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly, Evie is an exemplary young child, right? Can't help that. I can't help it. It's not me being an overly proud father. It's just the truth, right? Mm. Sky's blue, sunsets, mm. moon, you mm. know, all that shit. Evie, mm. phenomenal baby. Yeah. And unfortunately, and she's the youngest baby in the group. Shout out. Uh, so unfortunately, well, Steph's like, feels like she's bragging if she talks too much, but like, you know, there's some baby in there that's like 16 years old and it's like, oh, he just sat up for the first time. So it's like, oh yeah, Evie's been doing that for fucking ages, bruh. And mm. she's way younger. So in the mother's group, you actually feel, Steph feels bad if she talks too much because she doesn't want to be that mum who's like... I get that. Which is, I'm essentially that mum of the mother's group, but I'm doing it on a podcast and just bragging about my child. To the masses. To the masses. <laughs> so my kid's better than yours, uh, but I think it's probably time we start to talk some sport, Eddie. I'd love to. I'm actually stinging this. Yeah, we has to. So, a uh, bit of rugby league, obviously, Eddie. I'm going to ask you to scooch forward just a touch there to make sure that you're... Uh, I, uh, I can't. You can't? Why I'm is that? Leg. Can't bend oh, your knees. I suppose I got or like fucking, I got you like can this. put a leg there. Wow, look at you fucking finding <laughs> solutions to problems like a bloody 21st century man. Fuck this mic. gives me the shits. It's the way it goes, bruh. I'm never comfortable with no. it. No. Uh, look, it's the way it is. How's um, that? How's that? Am I in? Yeah, yeah you're, you're on the yeah. edge. You're certainly on the edge. It'll make it hard for Dave if he ever wants to zoom in on a shot. Nah, because this is all right. It is already pretty zoomed It's pretty in. nice. What, you, frame, what about that? Isn't it? Nah, you're yeah, good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, you're fine. So, Eddie. Yeah. Rugby league, God's game. God's winter game. But God's game, it seems, for all seasons. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, what, when summer comes along, he doesn't start hating rugby league. No, exactly. He, just, he just chooses to put cricket on. To be honest, during summer, he probably loves rugby league more. He pines for it. He yearns for rugby league in summer. But that's not the point. He loves all his children. He loves all his children. A la rugby league and cricket. And test cricket. Um, we will get to Manly's loss, but I feel like it's important to maybe just touch on one of the bigger news stories. Mm. Uh, from the weekend. And that was, well, two things. Firstly, for those of you that follow Dior Dave's Instagram, at Dior.Dave. Yeah. D-Y-O-R.Dave. Uh, he finally revealed his true identity. Um, mm. I thought that was brave. It was very Stunning brave. and brave. Stunning and brave. Well, yeah, exactly right. He's not much to look at. He's all skin and bone. He's all skin and bone. He's a bit of a rag you know, doll sort of operator. His hair's kind of all over the place. And he was like, you know. He looked ill. Yeah, he did. 
He looked ill. It wasn't your best photo. It was a weird one to put up. Yeah, but you know, you don't get into the podcasting game for your good looks. So. Well, that's true. No, you don't. No, that's You all get right. into it for your dribble and your yarn. So that was brave. Good on you, mate. Terrific. But the bet. The, the bet. bet that stole the nation. The bet that stole the nation. D or Dave versus Nilso the Novocastrian. So Nilso, obviously, one of the lippier members of the punters and the dribblers. The lippiest. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, he's the lippiest. He, he, what did he, he threw down the gauntlet to Dave saying that he wanted to put a bet on. Is that right? That's right. He said, well, he seemed pretty confident at the start that Is he in your DMs hard? He's in, the, he's in the D or Dave DMs quite frequently. <laughs> quite frequently. Does that surprise anyone? Well, no one. Especially since I was in Newcastle recently. I feel like he's kind of bonded with me oh, through okay, that. Nice. So, so, yeah, basically, he wanted me to reveal uh, my face as part of the bet. Little did he know I already did have plans to, you know, do a reveal. I'd been summoning up the courage for weeks and weeks since mm. I've started the podcast. Yeah. And today was the big X on my calendar. Yeah. Mm. So I already had that. The bet had to be something else. Um, he mentioned he'll drop his Nova Castrian alias and just call himself Daniel Nielsen. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> funny. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> just call himself Daniel Nielsen. Yeah. Uh. That would have been all right, but we kind of figured it should be something posted in the P's and D's page, something yep. everyone can enjoy. Yep. Um, my first uh, offer to him was a hog bet. Mm. Yeah. Obviously. Which I, I mean... I thought that was... I mean, listen, we've obviously seen D or Dave and we know that there's... He's got no dramas. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why he put it forward. Exactly. The yeah. hog bet. Yeah. And it'd be like you or I going, oh, let's have like a hair bet. It's like, yeah, we'll put our hair forward. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no dramas. Follically gifted. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> hogly gifted. Mm, mm. So put the hog forward. Nilsa, obviously, he balked. Did Neil sh- did, did Nilsa shrivel at not the, the hog first, bet? Not the first person to balk at your hog. <laughs> no. <laughs> Certainly Much. won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, so Nilso's reaction to the hog bet unfavorable. He was knocking. I don't know if he was more scared about the result not going his way, or maybe about something that would happen after. Yeah, right. Or the hog having yeah. to be put on show. Yeah. So we settled on a poem, a song of some sorts, maybe a you know a lyrical and literatural. Well, yeah. it can be yeah, a poem written, directed, performed, filmed yes. yeah. by the loser. Maybe over some nice soft music, something to set the mood. Yeah, well, exactly, look, it's yeah. it's in Nilso's hands now, whatever yeah. he wants to do. But the, the stage has been set. Mm-hmm. So he was he has to write one now about Pappenhausen. You would, would have to have written one about Ponga had That's you lost. Right. He's got plenty of uh, content now, considering Pappenhausen just put Ponga on the bitch this weekend. Well, Pappenhausen played a good game of rugby league football. Pappenhausen was... They were, firstly... You know who got rid of him? Tigers, DMC, idiots. And then the Storm were going to get rid of him as well. Because they had Jerome Hughes and Josh Drinkwater. Or Scotty Drink- Scott, Scott Drinkwater. Drinkwater, yeah. Um, but then he's just kind of like... Well, mate, you keep Come out a, of nowhere. You keep a boy in that storm system long enough and they start to flourish. You know what I mean? Well, most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Obviously, there's a couple of outliers there that Brody we didn't. Croft. Brody Croft. That, we, but we've, that we've been through. Yeah. That can't be helped. No. Cases that beyond repair, yes. Tom. Yes, yes. But as a general rule of thumb, you put a you put a young hunk into that storm setup and they can flourish in time. Yes. And he's got Billy Slater, the greatest fullback of all time, giving him some pointers. So, yeah, he put Ponga on the bitch. He put him on the bitch so hard. It was a good game of footy. Yeah. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, but yeah. I was always a little bit apprehensive. I was like, mate, if I was Nils, I would not be comfortable here. Storm humming right now. Yeah, that was a weird... Knights on a, on a decline towards ninth, probably again. I yeah. mean, they they love ninth. It's the curse number nine. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. In their team their nine their went down the again. Yeah, their nine's Chris curse. Chris Randall got fucking KO'd and was out for the game. 
That's like 400 fucking nines. And then they had, and the, whoever came on to replace him, I don't know what happened, but he was a young kid and he got injured. He still played out the game because he had to, but he was like limping around the field. Mm. Uh, but excited to hear what Neil So. I thought we were going to have that today, but obviously we don't have Nilso's poem because he's... Well, he's trying to figure out what rhymes with Pappenhausen. Which is, that's, that's you know... That's tough, but it was good. Little bets like that, I don't mind, punters and dribblers, and something we're happy to get behind. If you want to if you want to throw some shade in the punters and dribblers group, you know, maybe take someone on. Yeah. Put your pride on the but line. But also, like, take on D or Dave. If your team's coming up against the Storm each week, like, whoever, D or Dave's happy to... Well, we're happy definitely to put him on the line for shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll be confident with just about whoever Storm's playing anyway. It's actually a pretty good... Yeah. It's a pretty good situation for him because the Storm are so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's like when Mike Tyson went to prison and apparently, rumour has it, that people, lifers, people that are in there for life, used to line up to have a crack at him and he would fucking feed them would one you after do another. Bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, would you do that if and like if you were in prison, you're in there for life. You gotta be and you're a big guy. Well, I'm but I'm just thinking you're in there for life. Life's not gonna get very exciting for you. In fact, day to day you're pretty much worried about getting killed or assaulted physically, sexually, whatever. Mm. So it's pretty hectic. Whether you'd be like, you know what, like fuck. I'm not going to be able to do anything really cool. Like, maybe I should just try and take on Mike Tyson. Mate, that's why the story is true. You can just imagine how many blokes in there would be like, fucking oath, let me have a crack at Iron Mike. In his prime, yeah, in no his less prime. No rules, no refs, no gloves, bare knuckle. And apparently he fed the lot of them. Of course he did, dude. Well, I would pay, what sort of money would you pay to be... A guard or a Could fly in the wall watching that go down. The stories those guards would have. And then even the guys that fight him where you're just going, oh, yeah, I fought Iron Mike Tyson in his prime. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't on pay-per-view. I didn't. It was. I got no money out of no, it. No, no, it was I in just, his jail cell. It was in a jail cell. And he. it's actually why I, this eye doesn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why the left side of my face is droopy. Yeah, and, exactly. And riddled with scar tissue. And he I'm actually ripped my cheek teeth. off. Yeah. Mate. But, but it's all worth it. But that's what that's I'm what sort of. That's what D or Dave's capable of, all right? D or Dave's essentially Iron Mike in prison. He's Iron Mike in prison. If you want to stand up and, and take a shot at the champ, undefeated, rather. Undefeated. Undisputed. In his prime. In his prime. He's one from one. Yeah. He's flying. Got a hog that won't quit. Will not quit. You can set your watch to it. <laughs> if you want to take that man on. Then have a crack. Put it. Put a. Put some on the line. You can. You can literally set your watch to Dave's hog, and they do. It's like when you pass the sort of what's the line? Not Greenwich Mean Time. They're like the international uh, international date line. Yeah, date line. International hog line is Dior Dave's schlong wrapping around the globe. I hope your family don't listen to this, Dave. <laughs> and if they do, then if they ignore do, everything we've just said. And then if they do, then phenomenal genes. Yeah, yeah. You've done a great job with your son. Shout, your out, shout out to Papa Dior. So look, I mean, we're throwing that out there. Uh, but also, you've got to put something on the line of a bit of substance. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can't walk in and then get five bucks, like, boring. No. Would Iron, Mi- would, would Iron Mike have bet five bucks? I don't no, think so. I don't think so. He bets lives. Yeah. That's it. He bet lives in there. We're not asking you to bet your life, but maybe something like it. I'm just saying, you know, it's got to be the ballpark, right? Yes. Um, but good good to see. And good to see the Sunshine Coast. Now, a lot of people going, oh, did it meet COVID rules? Did it meet COVID rules? Look, no new cases in, in Brisbane, uh, in Queensland, rather. I mean, that's it's been a day, so. But I'm just saying. Yeah. 
And if they want to go out there and enjoy some nice rugby league football in the sun, then, then let them do it. Then let them do it because we don't know what's coming tomorrow. No, that's true. You know what I mean? You got to eat today. What's the, what's the saying? And this is one that like every influencer chick probably has on their Instagram where it's like, yesterday was a, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. So live every day as if it's as your last. As if it's your last. That was the punter and the dribbler yesterday at Sunshine Coast. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. They were living their, their lives like it was their last. Yeah. And you could tell there, there seemed to be an energy there. There was a couple of punters and dribblers sent us in some photos that were their yeah. life. Fenno. It looked good. It looked good. It was HD live. I like the look of that Sunshine Coast ground. I really do. I like it. Now, Eddie, forgive me and my ignorance and, uh, and all Forgiven. of the above. Uh, where is the Sunshine Coast? North of Brisbane. Okay, right. And is that where they want the other team, the Firehawks? I don't know where they want the Firehawks. I will say this. Initially, I don't thought, like the name. Now, do you know what it means? Do you know what it is? Because initially I heard Firehawks and I went, that is the lamest fucking thing. That's like they've combined like two different things. Like, you know. I'm happy to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Let me let me blow your proverbial load for you mm. all over the name. That'd be nice. So the Firehawks isn't like someone, you know, melving two things of like, you know. Fire and Hawk. Fire and Hawk or like Power and Ranger, right? Yes. Power Rangers. It's not like that. Firehawks are apparently, and Dior, I'm going to ask you to be quick with the Dioring here. I'm ready to go. Thank you so much. Uh, is uh, an indigenous Australian bird that is the first known animal outside of humanos to use fire. And that they're those birds that pick up embers and go and drop them in other places to scare out like mice and shit, and then they get the mice. Wow, that's sick. That's badass. I like that. Yeah, now. firehawk. That's sick, right? Now is that and is the logo that? a firehawk dropping an ember? No, well it's a hawk on fire. The logo could be better. I think it should be dropping an ember. It Still, should be. Stay it true should, to your name, yeah. otherwise it's a hawk on fire. Yeah, I know. Look, you could, I mean, it's just maybe you want to make sure that this hawk has like flames hanging off its feet, maybe. Something cool. They could make, the, look, they could make the logo better, but the name maybe itself. It's got, maybe it's got fire in its mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it could be carrying some embers in its mouth. or in its. I think you probably carry it with their feet, though. Who knows? Well, I'd say like you don't want the fire yeah, in your it would mouth. would be hot. It'd be hot as yeah. shit, right? Like well, if you were to carry, I, I wouldn't tell the firehawk what to do. No, but if you were going to pick up embers to go and scare mice out of bushes, would you pick it up with your mouth or would you pick it up with your hands? If you had to use something, had to. Yeah, you'd use hands. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you're going to put the embers out in your mouth, aren't you? To a degree. I think that's the least of your problems, though, right? It's more about burning your lips, <laughs> or a beak in this case, or your tongue, or your tongue. But we your eyes, man. Embers and your beard. Look, I don't know if that's where they're going to be on the Sunshine Coast, do you or Dave? That's probably up to you as Can well. Can you... Uh... Uh, yeah, so you pretty much nailed it about the significance of it. Um, it just says, according to Aboriginal folklore, uh, the birds used fire to hunt and introduced fire to the humans. So very sacred and, you know, oh. worshipped. So actually, they introduced us to fire. Yeah, that's what Allegedly. it says. Allegedly. Allegedly, according to Fox Sports, which... May or may not be the best place to get. Well, staff writers are known to be on the money with a lot of things. I'm mm. prepared to uh, go with that yarn. I'll go with it. But even if they didn't introduce it to the indigenous people, if that's what the indigenous are saying, I'm happy to back that, certainly. Mm. But um, I think that made the name fucking way more hectic. Initially, no, I, like I was that, like, yeah. lame, Power Rangers. You know what? It's actually really cool. It's cool. And then you look at you know you look at a team like the Gold Coast Titans and it makes you just go oh. soulless, 
soulless. I tell you what they should do, and I may have said this on previous podcasts, but if they bring in a new team, they should make a rule that that team, and subsidise it in some way if it means they lose money, but make that team have to have the same jersey for five years minimum so that the, t- the fans can get attached to a fucking jersey, like a foundational jersey, like the way I get around with my three-quarter sleeve manly jerseys mm. or, you know, Dior Dave. The, even that, although it didn't happen with the Storm, but that 1999 Storm jersey, which was fucking badass. And I think, you know, my brother had one. But like, Storm's a horrible example because they've been around for like five years. But, you know, the old para jerseys, the old Rabbitohs jerseys. Well, the, the old St. George jersey. The old St. George jersey. The old Balmain jersey. If you just make the club have to have it for a certain amount of time, allow that, like, that's a pro- one of the things about the Titans is they just seem like soft drink. When did they start changing the jersey every year? Once they realised that you can make money selling a jersey Like, every back year. in the day, they wouldn't have changed it for 50 years. I don't know what the, the answer is there, Eddie, and I don't know how often they changed jerseys back in the day. Like, I mean, they definitely changed them, and maybe it's just... I think it's more that, like, you had one a year, and it was that fucking year, at least. But now it's like you have different jerseys every week. Yeah, but there's still a Women home and away jersey. There's still a home and away jersey that would stay the year. I'm saying back in the day they would have had the same jersey for decades. Back in the day, day absolutely because it was like you know it was a different person each week who had to go and wash the jersey. Well, they didn't even have sponsors in. on them. No, it was but, just the V and the colours yeah, and the badge. But I think that that's something that would be cool. Fire and it was Hawks. heavy cotton that was yeah. that when wet was just weighed well, an extra it ton. Added, yeah, it added like twelve kilos. But you know what it added, fame. Tom? You know what it added? Character. Character. Vibe, passion, vibe. Not, I don't. I don't look at those jerseys anymore, and I get overwhelmed with vibe. Well, I just, can't. I can't remember the last time I was just overcome with vibe. No. I will say this though: some of the indigenous jerseys I liked. Now that's well, obviously right. It's hard not to get. You but know, they had vibe. They had vibe. Of course they do. A lot, of, but except for Canberra's. Except yeah, Canberra's are good. I didn't really like uh, the Canterbury's either. That's just I don't me. remember. I didn't watch that game. But some had more vibe than others. Yes. But what I'm saying is, generally speaking, most jerseys now don't have a whole lot of vibe. They're no. made out of they're made out of bogan silk. Bogan silk. They got covered head to toe in sponsors. You can yes. barely see what colour the jersey, the jersey is now. Is. You yeah. know what I mean? No. Just fucking riddled in sponsors. Lost their soul. Lost their soul. lost their vibe. First thing I'd change if I was Peter Volandis, strip them back. Strip them back. Yeah. Just go, mate. Look at the All Blacks. They've got Adidas, and that's it. You could do something like that. You could certainly. Well, I mean, yeah, you could do one something sponsor like that. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to be charging a. F- 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 you're probably charging fuckloads more on an All Blacks jersey. Of course, shit. I'm just saying. No, I get you. Loss of something, vibe. something. Loss of vibe. Vibe-free zone. Now, Tom, um, I've got, I've, I've got a question for you, and I've been thinking about it. I, I, just please lay it on me. Now. Obviously, historically speaking, you you have at points been critical of young Nathan Cleary. Where do you where do you stand on him now? Uh, he is my seven for New South Wales. <laughs> he's terrific. He is a he's fantastic terrific. rugby league footballer. He's terrific. He is. Do you know what? He did not really deserve probably to be picked in State of Origin uh, in any of the six or five times he's played to date. Mm. And that's no disrespect to Nath. Well, he's just great, a young boy finding his feet. He's a young boy finding his feet. One of the great chins in world sport, Eddie. We know this. But Nath now, an out-and-out footballer, mm. it has oh, to be now. said. Oh, out-and-out. Out-and-out footballer. And Defends the house down. Kicking game that would 
uh, melt hearts. Yeah, it does. I'm looking it, for something more than no, that. No, but you yeah. know what I mean. It, it, well, well, certainly, uh, you know, puts blue blood into the pencils <laughs> of the New South of the Welshman. New South Welshman. Uh, fear in the hearts of the Queenslanders. Fear in the hearts of the Queenslanders. Uh, great with the ball, like great passer of the ball, grubbering to himself for tries. Measured. Measured, you know what I mean? Knows He knows when to make a play, knows when to be conservative. Yeah, like his game against us was... Well, Manly didn't lose that game, Nath won it. Well, there was two, there was two combining factors that sort That's of... That's true. That sort of made it almost impossible for Manly to get the chockies to get the two points. Nathan yeah. becoming a man. Nathan and, becoming a man before our very yeah, eyes. Yeah, because literally that was that was him. That, that was, was his greatest game. That was his walk. Ever. That was his walkabout moment. That's it. For an, to use an indigenous term, right? Quite quite coarsely. Started and the vulgar. Started the game a boy and finished it a man yes. in some respects. Yes, right? that's true. It was a it was a cultural ceremonial type. That's what of I thing. mean. That's what I mean. Where it was it like was the birthing the of ant gloves for the tribe in uh, I don't know where it's South America where you got the glove full of ants, fire ants. You stick yes. your hands. Yeah, in yeah, them. exactly right. Your hands are all fucked. That up. other one where, the one where they you cut your skin or they whip your or back. they jump off that like bungee jump sort of setup, but it, it's not a bungee Correct. jump. It's, it's not just, it's just a vine. It's just a vine, and you probably yeah. dislocate your hips. Like. It's a it's a it's a male like becoming a man ceremony is Correct. what I'm talking about. That was that was the game against against Manly. Manly. Now hard for a team to win against a side when their star player is mm. becoming a man mid game. Mid game, right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Eighty minutes of football to become a man, and yeah. he did. And he did. Now was it made easier by the fact that we didn't have an out and out footballer in our side? Yeah, I'm not it. saying that it 100 was, but I also sort of am. No, it's it 100 was. <laughs> If you, as we said one or two weeks ago, if you're an opposition player and you look at the team sheet of, an, of the team you're coming up against and you go, there's a Cade in that side, you mm. go, fuck. Yeah. It's a poor, it's a, it is a reason to hesitate a little bit. Mike Tyson, again, to use him as reference, would stare into the, the eyes and the soul of the, of the fighter he was up against in the ring. And if they looked away, even for a split second, he knew he had them. He had them. That's the same thing when the ta- when the opposition team is looking at the team sheet and they, they go Kate. and they run from one to seventeen. They might even look at the eighteenth man, and they don't see an out and out footballer in the side. They don't see a Cade, a Cade cast. I guarantee you, it gives them a spring in their step. Yes, and vice versa, the other way around. If they Correct. do see a Cade, they, they blink, go, they look away, pause for reflection at least. Yeah. Now, I mean, listen. Top to bottom, one to thirty-three in the Manly Seagull squad, out and out footballers, phenomenal men, phenomenal footballs, phenomenal Australians or New Zealanders, wherever you come from, Thomas Samoa et al. Cade Cush should have been in that side. Mm. I'm not saying who should have been dropped, but I'm saying Cade Cush should have been in that side. I will say that he probably should have been there for, for Croker, so I am saying someone should have been dropped, but I don't have any crack at Croker. I'm just saying if you've got a Cade, use the Cade. Yeah. Yeah, it's you like know what fo- I mean? it's, you know what it's like. It's like fold, folding pocket aces. No, not you don't interested. Fold pocket aces. <laughs> you don't. You don't fold a K. <laughs> you don't do it. You don't leave a K out of a squad. Now I don't know if Des is. I don't know what Des was thinking. He's under pressure. That was a weird decision. <laughs> Very strange. Nothing about Lachlan, but if you've got a K, you use the K. Don't no. leave a K on the table. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. You don't fold a K. You don't fold a K. Now. Uh, obviously, Dylan Walker has broken his foot again. RIP to his foot. He's going to be out for a while. Cade will be back. Yeah. 
but I just don't understand. Maybe it's the fact that what Croker has maybe some more versatility in Dez's mind. Maybe he's a bigger player, bigger body, could play in the back row. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe like Well, he's got the 14 on the back, thinks utility. And but Cade could have been a utility, Edward. But Cade can play utility. That's what Dez is missing. No offense. No, no offense to Dez. No offense to Dez. But you can use an ace wherever you want, yeah. bruh. It's a it's like a uh it's like in Uno when you've got that draw for any colour. You yes. can put it on anything. Anything you want. Anything uh, you want. It's a draw for any colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh we got an injured back row. Cade. Cade. Oh yeah, we've got a fullback problem. Cade. Cade. Hooker problem. Cade. Cade. Fullback problem. Cade. Cade. Front row. Cade. Cade. Rest gone down. Cade. Cade. Need a touchy. Cade. Cade. <laughs> Waters. Oranges. Cade. Oranges. Cade. 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 Whatever you need. Now, He's a jack of all cades. A jack of all cades. He's a jack of all cades. Obviously, <laughs> next week, Dylan out, Cade in. Yeah. And I think that we will watch closely to see if our jack of all cades, uh, Cade trumps all rhetoric, yeah. is spot on. It was last it time. We talked about Katie, then got man look, of the match. Look, I mean, look. If you he want... got man of the match the week before <laughs> against the Cowboys. He got man of the match. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. don't have to tell me. But all I'm saying is, no offense to Nathan, that made his job easier in becoming a man. Yeah, exactly. And he may listen, still be a boy. No, well, he, exactly. If it weren't for the fact that we left a Kate on the table. He may still be a boy. And so, you know what? For New South Wales' sake, I think every fucking New South Welshman should be thanking Manly, really, mm. because we left a Kate out so Nathan could become a man. <laughs> And now will lead us to a three-peat. Yeah. And, and make no mistake, right it'll be it'll be Kieran Cleary. Oh, yeah. And then we will be talking about this as a 6-7 duo to our kids. Yeah. Or our kids will be talking about it to their kids. You know, it'll be like, oh, remember when Kieran Cleary just thrown Took us to nine in a row? Yeah. Nine in a row. And and, and we just pissed all over yeah, Queensland yeah, 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 for nine yeah. straight years. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what was what was that? What, what triggered that? What well, triggered that, I wonder? Oh, it was leaving a cade on the table. Sweet. So really... At the end of every series that New South Wales win off the back of Nathan Cleary, there should be a little Manly Warringah, at least footnote. Just a little just a little CC. Yeah, CC Manly Warringah. Just, just a little CC next to it, Cade Cast. Oh, Cade Cast. Yeah, you're right. Cade Cast, MWS. Yeah. Thanks. Special thanks to. Special thanks to. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. But, uh, mate, the Panthers look good. They did. I've been waiting. They for, actually did look very. Good. I've been waiting for a side. Obviously, Storm. Everyone knows about them. I've been looking for a side, sort of perusing, as we have from week to week. Tom, the top four, uh, who can who can sort of take the chockies at the end of the year, mm. October football now. Yeah. Glad to see there's another side that can sort of you know has the potential seemingly to upset the Roosters because as I said last week, can't do three premierships in a row. No, we can't unless we were sort of you know wanting Josh Morris to finally get a premiership. But I agree, Edward, we can't. Uh, I'm happy to, I'm ha like Penrith are aside, I can cop mm. winning the premiership. Parramatta, absolutely not. No. Um, but yeah, Penrith, I'm cool with. Oh yeah. Doing it all with a ghost for a fullback as well, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Their forward pack's pretty dope. Yeah. Their forward pack's pretty dope. Now, I put a bet on on the weekend that would have won me 25 grand. Now, that sounds way cooler than it is because you just basically put enough legs into anything and you'll win 25 grand. Yeah. Didn't come off. No. But. Close. What, when Close. It comes, uh, listen, I had five try scorers, got two of them. Curtis Sirenin almost scored. So I almost had three or five. Yeah. Um, But I got Crichton and uh, Isaiah Yo. Can't believe he didn't have stains in there. Didn't realise he was playing. 
big up and comer. Six tries in what? 100 minutes of football, to- uh, Dave, you were saying? Yeah, six tries in like 106 minutes or something. I don't that's, know. He came off after like 15, 20. Yeah, that's an aggressive amount of football. Now, again, they obviously stuck the hose up his ass after the lockjaw because he's mm. back on the field. <laughs> but, um, but now he's done a hammy. Yeah. I don't know if they're related. Well, look, it depends on the pressure of the hose, Tom. That's true. We should have. Well, there's a caveat behind our co- uh, hose rhetoric. Hose rhetoric, and that you need, you need to. It's like the PSI of the yeah, hose yeah. has don't, to be. Don't use a gurney. No, no gurney will blow his intestines out. <laughs> or or a hammy. Or a hammy. So the hose pressure may have been a thing for poor old Stainsy. Mm. Look, I know we've got reach. I know that that's almost certainly what they did. I yeah. think they sucked the hose up there. Yeah. The pressure, obviously, they got that wrong. We don't know the pressure they used. That's like the, that's the probably the only thing that the only variable. The PSI. We, we didn't have control of the PSI of the hose because uh, obviously we want to see a young thrower do well. Stainsy, a Forbes boy, I think. You know, he's a New South Welshman through and through. Yeah, good Forbes try. boy. Good stock good out stock that out way. There really good stock. Hard, out tough there. country boys. Hard, tough. Go all day, Tom. Yeah, 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 and. I Play think, with passion as well. But maybe that's where they went wrong is they go, and this, this kid's tough. We're going to need a hose with some serious pressure to blow out his jaw. Yeah, yeah that's so, it. Well, they looked at him and said he's a Ford boy. A Ford boy. We need to get the fucking gurney. There's no way. That, crank it up yeah, to 10. Yeah, no general, no run-of-the-mill hose link garden <laughs> hose is going to get this locked jaw unlocked. <laughs> we're to get the big boys. But get, look, I mean. We've got a fire hose. Where's but we going to get down to the left? We're going to get Sims down there with a fucking. <laughs> With a fire hose and just blow him out. Might have been too much. It was too much. It was too much. It was too much. And he still managed to score two tries. Oh, goodness. Sensational stuff. Uh, but, yeah, look, I think that's Manly Panthers. That's Manly Panthers. Yeah. Um, what else did I have in rugby league? I can't remember. There was something. Did you see Wateni Zalesniak play the ball backwards? That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was tough for Wateni. But I do also feel... I did see that. Poor old Wateni. It's it's never good when you see those. No, it's go, not. Fuck, but I also think like when people go like, oh, he's getting absolutely roasted online. It's like, it is also like, bro, it's not that crazy a thing to happen if you just get smashed by four guys. You know what? Not in the modern game. No. Because we live we live in a world where rugby league throws up more salacious stuff, more interesting stuff, more stuff that you can ridicule than playing the ball the wrong way. He got belted. He got you know, it's like getting put through a washing machine and then he gets up and he's like, oh fuck. Like, yeah, you look like an idiot, <laughs> but that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, you look like a dumbass, but you are actually I think, I think you're like, it's not that fucking big of a, it's not that big of a fuck up. I tell you what's a fuck up. I tell you if I'm a Bulldogs fan who I want shot in the middle of the street is fucking Aiden Tolman, who when they have just come back from 16 nil down and it's now 18, 16 and they have a fucking penalty right in front of the post to level it up. And Aiden Tolman, who has no right to be doing anything other than what the fucking halfback tells him, which is run the ball straight and shut the fuck up, takes a quick tap and runs for the fucking try line before getting tackled and they lose the game by two points. I was watching it and I don't have a fucking dog in the fight. And I was like, Aiden! What the fuck are you doing, mate? Like, I was furious for the Bulldogs fans. 
I would like that was. It's just when you go. It's it's the like the Matt Dunning going for a drop goal effect. You just, go, <laughs> yeah. just stay in your lane, yeah. bro. Yeah. This yeah. is not what you play rugby league. You're given for. lanes for a reason. You fucking idiot. Mm. You idiot. <laughs> It's always the big boys. The big boys who think, I'm going to go for a quick yeah. tap. And- I'm sick of trucking nut all game. Yeah. I want to be the I want to be the guy I'd like once. some glory here. I'd like to be... Why can't I, for once, be the guy? Why not me? Why not me? Hey, why not me? Big fellas have... We've got dreams. Yeah. We've got aspirations. We, you know, we want to be recognised. We like, want to be alphas yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Listen, Aiden, why not you? That's why. Because yeah. you tapped it. And not only did you tap it right... I would be more forgiving of Aiden Tolman's decision to tap the ball and go himself, which is, unless you're a playmaker, inherently selfish. Mate, when was the last time you saw a tap and go? Uh, from more than 20 metres out. Like, Aiden was going to have the speed to hoodwink an entire opposition. <laughs> you don't defense. see the tap and go very often, He's mate. gone for a tap and go and got pulled down five metres from the try line. Like, you didn't even get close. <laughs> you didn't get close. You were too far out, and the Bulldogs didn't get another opportunity the whole game. And, and you, lost. you lost. Now, is your season on the line? No, your spoon wardens. Yeah. Apparently, though, if they'd won, they would have fucking jumped to, like, 14th or 15th. Well, because they're they're, 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 they're well, they're exactly they're a win behind the Broncos. I think the Broncos would have been last. Yeah, which is what everyone wanted. That's what everyone wanted. So you've let everyone down. You've let no, the you... entire competition down. You haven't only let down your brothers in in blue and white, who you've... who managed to peg back a sixteen nil deficit. You've let down everyone who likes the game of rugby league and lives to hate the Broncos yeah. because the amount of uh, leg ups they get is exactly. is ridiculous. So to see them floundering brings joy to all of us. And you, if, I mean, if we get to the end of the season, Tom, and the Broncos avoid the spoon by two points. Aiden shot. Aiden shot. Aiden shot. Now, obviously not to death. But no, just. Just to, to see, like he's got to lose. He's like got, an e-capping. Yes, exactly. We'll shoot him in the knees. Yeah. Both knees, though. Yeah. He's getting both knees shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and publicly, like on on sort of a national broadcast. Yeah, yeah, like down in the you know, go old school down the town hall or something. Get him you down the town I mean? hall, midday stuff. Danny Widler can be there. Danny Widler, who loves being in every shot of an interview. You notice, like when interviewers like will ask, you know, it's like Eddie Simpson has done something, and like they'll just hold a fucking mic out, or they'll just ask you questions. Danny Widler will always cut to shots. Just pay attention from now, and if you're watching Channel Nine, Danny Widler will just always cut to shots of him. In the interview, which now, is never done. No, but I also like. Except it's unless you're watching sixty minutes. There's a genius element to it because I guess as a as a journalist, you're now like marketing yourself to a degree, right? It's like who the fuck is Danny Wilder? Oh, that's Danny Wilder because he's almost in the fucking interview more than the person he's interviewing. But like, I was watching Channel Nine, and he was might have been a while back, like, and he was talking to Corey Horsburgh, bruh, over Zoom, and Danny set up a camera in his house. Filming him on Zoom. So it would cut to Danny, like, leaning over a fucking computer. And then it would cut to Corey's Zoom, like, on like Corey's the, face. Like, just his face, the yeah. face. And then yeah. cut back to Danny, like, looking into a computer. I'm like, why the fuck do we need to watch that? Danny. Yeah. But respect, I guess. Anyway, I don't know how I got there. But uh, Aiden Tolman shot in the square. Ah, oh, Danny Widler would be in shot. Danny Wilder, you can shoot his knees if you want, Danny. We'll get you on camera. Now, the Brisbane Broncos game, Friday night. I had a big Thursday, so I was asleep for the second half of the Friday game. But it's just the gift that keeps on giving. I, you know what? I actually felt sorry. I felt sorry for him. 
Uh, Darius to fullback looked good. Darbs, everyone's been shitting on Darbs, and rightly so. But he looked good at fullback. Well, I mean, it's no like it's a he was shit last year, right? But it just in, in, at fullback, or, do you, like, or, or is it? Or are we just comparing him to his work at centre, and we're just like, dude, you know, you actually a lot better. The stats at apparently, I think I saw a bloke in a bar shout out Denning Kemp at some point put something up this season where it was like, statistically, he'd missed the least amount of tackles for a centre in the fucking competition. You've like, got to be kidding. He was actually not that bad. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily continued, but at a certain point, like, enough rounds had gone past and, and the Broncos were going shit enough to where it was like, oh, that's actually a pretty interesting stat considering how fucking shit the Broncos are and how much people are still ripping on Darius. But it does make sense, I guess, and this is me giving an opinion with the full benefit of hindsight, um that a former national fullback would his would have his preferred position be fullback. And like I think I heard maybe even Sowie or someone say it's like the fullback for the Broncos was Tessie New, who's like a eighteen year old, played four games mm. and he's coming into a side where his team are absolutely under the pump mm. in the media every week. Da 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 getting shit on. It's like who's who's a better fucking choice in this situation? Darius, who's been there, done that, not overroared. Maybe not killing it, but not mm. overawed. Or some 18-year-old who's played two games. Who will be overawed. Who will be completely overawed. And then Darbs goes back, has like three or four try assists. Milf. I can't remember when the game was. I feel like I was in and out of it. It was Friday, wasn't Friday, it? Friday, 7.50. Yeah. Wasn't it? I had a couple of wines on the couch as a, as a dad at home these days. So yeah. I don't remember it clearly. But like, they just looked way better. Yeah, they did. They look way better. They just look... They look like a normal football They side. just look like Do a normal football. you know what I mean? Fo- yeah. Like, you, you, you turn on the football and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah this is a rugby league this side. This is a rugby league this side. This is an NRL standard side. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not thrilling me. It's no. like, oh, the Saturday 3 p.m. game, You maybe you got the Titans and the dogs running around or and something. And you're like, this, I'd prefer to, like, again, slam my dick in a car door. Than yeah, but you're game. still watching rugby league football, you know what I mean? Yes. It was like, oh, this is a decent Friday night game. Sharky's scoring points. Broncos scoring points. It was the, like, the, the, the Broncos were ahead by... Was it eight points with 10 minutes to go? And then they lost by 10 points. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, listen, uh, as a narrative, is it hilarious? Yes. Uh, the award-winning writers of Rugby League continuing to dish up well, they're award-winning delivering. writing. They're yes. delivering. They're delivering. And now it means Seabold's got three games left to lose. So, he so was... he's got to win five from eight. Yeah. Yeah. Off the back of that, one of the great uh, social media uh, movements began, and that was sending your Seabolds. Well, again, it's award-winning stuff. In fairness, shout-out to Nilso who started it. We got some great submissions, submissions that got me through my Saturday. I was yeah. in tears to a lot of them. I'm like, this is such good content. It was very fun. Uh, really like the fact that a lot of people sort of shot the... They shot it in such a way that you could only see their forehead. I like that a lot. You know what I mean? Or half an yeah. ear or something. Yeah. I thought I'm, that was a really nice touch. It was a nice touch. I'm not prepared to say that the Send In Your Seabolds movement is finished. If you no, no, no. Like, it's, not, it's not over. If you it's not like over till you get Yeah, exactly. So send them in. We'll keep posting them. Oh, but yeah. it was a great sort of, oh, I didn't see this coming 
you know, three well, mate, days ago. I mean, look, it's it's just one of those things where week in, week out on this podcast, Tom, something happens where I'm like, what is this? What's going how, on? How is this happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to Jelly Shot Kid on that note. Who Jelly Shot Kid. I don't. I, it just came to my head then, but like I was with the boys and they're like, do you ever laugh at what you've created? And I'm like, yes, yes. I do. Jelly Shot Kid, shout out to you. One of the great videos. Yes. Now that was shot to perfection. Perfection. If you don't mind me saying. I would like to know, did you hire a smoke machine? A smoke machine? Is that what you did or is that a vape? That's a great point. Blue light, vape. Smoke machine. Now, if it's blue light vape, I'm like that. I mean, I'm that's that's Equally ingenuity. It's, it's ingenuity. Yeah. Yes. But if you've gone out of your way to hire a smoke machine for two and a half, three seconds of a video, then I'm blown away. Bravo. I'm blown away. I also liked how uni student the video was. Thought that was a great touch. It was a uni student not project. In, it was a uni. You know what we used to do at uni? You'd have to do go out and do a video for some class. Yeah. That was the vibe I got. Really yeah. liked it. Uh, <laughs> Really liked how he showed everyone where Seven Hills was. Very nice. You touch. know, you yeah. know, he he sort of outlined as you, as Google gives to you the outline of the yes. suburb. I thought that was a great touch. It was a real nice touch. Where am I? Seven Hills. Seven What's Seven Hills? This, this is, is Seven it. Hills. What borders it? These suburbs do. Really nice. Now I know where I am. Yeah. Great context. Yeah. Great context. Phenomenal. Um, little surprise knowing you how to use a, a plasma cutter. Well, I mean, uh, look, I certainly don't. I mean, I have taught myself to jackhammer, so, you know, I certainly know how to get things done. Yeah. But plasma cutter, no, not 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 readily available to me in terms of the, the, the skill set. Now, I've been to Wollongong Uni because my brother, go, we did go to uni down there. Been Shout down out there, to the Kern. Been down there for a couple of nights and for a couple of graduations. That place they've put it, great spot. Is it? Really nice. Now, really there has nice been some spot. concern about yes. the glue used. Yes. I know. I want to know what it was. Yeah. Is that was it like three M glue that hook glue that can hold up paintings on 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 drywall? See, I don't. Dior, can you do some some glue research for us? Because someone did send us a DM and they said it on the P's and D's page, and it was like, please just get someone to go back there with some uh, liquid nails. Because mm. I'm concerned, obviously, about its longevity. Now, first sign of rain. That was that's what that's what I'm thinking. Rain, bit of moisture under there. Yeah. What's it gonna do? I, and I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not prepared to criticise him too hectically because no, I don't well, know what he's used. Well, it's not a criticism. It's just more saying, how do we make sure that this thing's here in 100 years? Look, would I have liked to see it, you know, drilled in? Sure. But uh, look, from speaking to Jelly Shot um, over the IGDMs, he said that it was a very red hot time of day to do it. There were a lot of people looking at him. They felt a bit weird. Jelly Shot's got a talk of follically gifted. Yeah, yeah, Jelly Shot's follically gifted. Also, I want updates, punters and dribblers, from the Wollongong area. If you're there, go get a photo with go it. Go get photos with it. Make it sort of like a mecca yes. of, of, of sorts. A trip, a, a Joshua tree of yeah. well, Wollongong University. You know how it's like one of the pillars. A burning man. One of the pillars of, of the religion uh, of this is Islam. It's a pilgrimage to Mecca. Is the pilgrimage to Mecca. There, I think, you know, if you're driving through, if you're passing through... Feels right that you stop off. Yeah, go, pay your go and smoke a dart with Sir Pete. Just pay your respects. That's all it is. Yeah, or Saint Peter. Sorry, pay your respects to Saint Peter and yeah. on your way. Kiss the plaque. It's the <laughs> it's the pilgrimage of the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, kiss the. Of course, yeah. you kiss the plaque. Yeah, yeah, tongue it if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but when, with that in mind, we've actually got to get down there. Oh, we'll be down there. Well, oh, a different way. 
was going to say this weekend. No, no, that's a fucking... It's out of the way. It's out of the way, isn't it? Yeah. If it was on the way... Well, certainly. Or if we were to leave extra early, but I also have to drive with a child, so it's not really... No, it's out of the way. It's out of the it's way. It's not that close. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Now, could we do it Sunday? No, we've got puppy school. Let's go there. Mm. Puppy school. Yeah. Every Sunday? Because you Four said this Sundays. to me the other day. Four Sundays. All right, what's he learning? He's learning, like, they just give you tips and for, like, how to fucking wrangle the bastard. Right. Now, I mean, we, so talk, like ones like, we talk about, though, like, you know, a, uh, it's a, not like a vet taking you to the cleaners. It's not like uh, 200 bucks for four weeks. So I thought Puppy Show was like, you send the dog there and then it comes back no, no, knowing no, how to no, do no, all this no, shit. No, 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 That's when the dog's older. Okay. So that's when you've got, like, a shit dog that needs to be fucking taught what to do. Puppies are too young. This is more like, okay, the puppy's, the puppy's biting the shit out of me. What do I do? Oh, it's attacking my, my Ugg boots. What do I do? Oh, I can't leave it alone. What do I do? You know what I mean? You Stuff can't like Google that. that shit? Yeah, but there's so much... It's yes and no. Like, you'd be surprised about how few stuff, like... Is I think it. that's snake oil. Mate, <laughs> for fuck, for 50 bucks a session, I couldn't care less. No, that's true. Do you know what I mean? No, that's fair. Not the end of the world. Can he sit yet? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, he can okay. sit, he can stay... That's nice. Working on shake hands. Oh, he's working on it. He's getting close to lay down. He's getting there. Yeah. He's getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but then, good. but then he he's nippy, so we need to sort that out. Yeah. And he attacks ankles. We've got to sort that out. Is he's, he coming on the weekend? Don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Trying to work that out. Well, I don't know if it's raining and shit, yeah, yeah, and then no, they're saying they want to get a lunch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be leaving it with Sarah and Ken. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Can you hold this dog? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We just brought a dog for you to look after. Thanks. Speaking of this weekend, Eddie, and punters and dribblers, mm. we are... Fuck, we should have asked them. What's the time? Do you reckon they're gone? Fuck it, we can do it during the week. Um, we are doing the beep test, pending us getting cameras, which we should be able to get. Uh, Dior Dave, is it correct that the beep test has been... The beep test is ready to go, yep. It's ready it has to been go. completed. It's ready to go. There's... Look... Yeah, there's some enhanced music in there now. There's a bit of stuff to motivate you, to keep you going, to get you through there, just to get your best scores. Sick. So, obviously, Tom and I, we're super busy. I mean, when you're top of the heap, you've got a lot of commitments. There's yes. a lot on. So, we find it hard sometimes to get things done. Now, a couple of the punters and dribblers getting a bit edgy. Why have you done this? Why have you done that? Like, fuck it. All right. We're away this weekend together. We'll be having a big Friday night. Yep. Saturday morning, we're lacing up the boots. And we're tackling our own Hello Sport offici- uh, approved beep test, voiced beep test. Now, and then we will be releasing the beep test, obviously. So obviously that will come with footage. It'll come with scores. It'll come with drama. It'll come with interviews. It'll come with you know an array of different features. Yeah. Very excited about Which it. Which I think will set the benchmark for, you know... Beep test to come. Tom. Beep test moving forward yeah. globally. Well, I think it'll be the 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 measure against which all beep tests are measured. Are measured. Yeah. Fair um, but so listen, beep test coming this weekend. We will. We've got. What we are saying is that we we've got a couple of things we need to to get done for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. That we are getting on top of. Yes. Coronavirus obviously knocked us around a bit. Not personally, the world. Tom had a kid. I had a kid, Eddie's got a puppy, uh, coronavirus. I did get fucking made redundant at the end of last year. You know, all these things happening. Are they excuses? No, of course not. No, they're reasons. They're reasons. They're reasons. But what we are saying to the punter and the dribbler 
is that the beep test will be released next week. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Uh, so, on to other things that we've said are going to happen that haven't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Slater. Now, a couple of things. Should we give like an honest update about where yes, Kelly is? Yes. So, firstly, the P's and D's have raised $1,000. Yeah. For butter menthols for Kelly Slater. Now, what we decided to do was, after Kelly had initially been in, like he was, you know, yep, he said he'd do it, and then it got pushed, and then it said he'd do it again, and then it'd get pushed. We were like, maybe we need to try and... And no, well, that this is what happened. So it got pushed, it got pushed, it got pushed. But legitimately, like, yeah, okay, we'll do it tomorrow, or we'll do it, yeah, let's, you know, and then it got fucking... Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, maybe I'll do it. It was, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I can't do it tomorrow. Can't do it. Waves. Hit me up tomorrow. Let's do it Thursday. I can't do it Thursday. Waves. Let's do it next week. Waves. So we had all this money for fucking butter menthols, and then we then see that he's left the fucking country. Mm. So we're like, well, now we have $1,000 worth. Uh, we have $1,000, and we're meant to be spending this on butter menthols for Kel. But we aren't going to be able to give Kel butter menthols because he's in America. So what we did do was we hit up our friends at Nestle. Friends of the show. Friends of the show now. Big friends. Huge friends. And basically just told them what was going on and said, we'd love uh, $1,000 worth of butter menthols. But we kind of felt, well, say, we were like, we are going to purchase $1,000 worth of butter menthols, whether you help us or not. That's going to happen. But we kind of think that that's a ridiculous amount of money to spend on butter menthols so can you send us a thousand packets of butter menthols or a thousand dollars worth sorry of butter menthols and then we will donate the money that we've raised to a charity of kelly's choice to try and sweeten the deal because yeah. he's not in the country it's a deal sweetener and then we just have a fuckload of butter menthols and the entire interview would just be done with 500 odd packets of butter menthols on the table on the table that's that's the plan, and that's still that's the plan is still there. It's still the plan is. Still I have five hundred packets of butter menthols in my fucking living room. Did Nestle shout out to him, send a thousand dollars worth? Yes, yes, they did in two installments. They sent the first installment, and we said, you know what? We need more. We need more this because we enough. aren't. Look, it's not enough, and we're not gonna. We're not in the business of fibbing to the punter and the dribbler. No, a thousand dollars was the number. A thousand dollars was the metric, and that's what we've used. Yeah. So we asked for a top up. We got it. Yeah. They're sitting in Tom's apartment. His apartment's not that big. He's it's, making a great sacrifice. There's the certainly a noticeable amount of butter menthols. Well, there's a lack of space, Tom. But the, but there's also just like, oh, you got some butter menthols here. It's like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh wait, that seems like a lot. Of butter seems menthols. like an odd amount of fucking Are you butter menthols them? to have. I no, like I'm it. not. No, I'm. But you know, that's what you would think. Yes. If you walked into your house and I saw that many butter menthols, I would think to myself, you must be running a butter menthol racket. Well, imagine me trying to explain that to my Croatian mother-in-law. Oh, I in broken and she speaks broken English. She speaks English, but it's certainly not her first language. And it's like, oh, I'm doing a podcast, trying to entice a, a world champion surfer on the pod, podcast with a lot of butter, butter menthols. She's just like, all right, bro. Like, I know you do some weird shit. I'll just sort of, I don't get it. I don't get it. And nor should she. No. Shout out to Marina, official mother-in-law of the podcast. But what we're saying, punters and dribblers, is is communication still open with Kelly? Yes. Yes. Has it? Well, this is also what happened, right? So once he got back to America, he was like, we'll definitely still do it. Then he had a couple of friends, like all separate to each other, I think, pass away, which is heavy. So we were like, well, let's just give him time. Let's not fucking hammer this guy. We well, want to be those guys. Who are just like, hey, hey, man, we're still here. 
So we gave him a couple of weeks. Now, maybe that was a fatal flaw. Who knows? But he did leave me on red today, which he has done in the past, but it's still not a good look. So listen, what I can guarantee the punter and the dribbler is that we're going to hound this motherfucker until he says no. Because mm. he hasn't said no yet. Yeah, which means there will be an increase once more of... Kelly rhetoric. Kelly rhetoric, Kelly Post. Reach out, Kel. Reach out, Kel stuff. Because that's what seems to have well, that's what got us to lit the a fire under it. It got us to the dance in the first place. That's it. So we're going to go back to what was tried and tested. Off the back of that... It's, well, it is important to remind the punter and the dribbler that it took us two years to get Kirtley built. So. It did. Look, I mean, we've been in this fight before, and for the loyal listener, they know that we've been tested before and we always overcome. Now, is Kelly a different a fish? Yes, he's a goat. He's so a goat. He's not a fish, he's no, a goat. he's a goat. Goats are hard to wrangle. We've been over that before, especially a goat of his ilk, because they're wild and yeah. they're free and they do whatever yeah. the fuck they want. Yeah. But we do have butter month olds. We do have a th- we have got money to donate to charity. We've got will. We've got dribble. We've got yarn. Yeah. And I see by the end of the year that there might be a goat in the cage. There might you know be a I mean? goat wrangled. But so, we need your support, punters, dribblers. So positivity. We need positivity. We need support. But it may take time. We need patience as well. Yeah. We need all those things. Rome wasn't built in a day. Goats weren't wrangled overnight. But what we do have is... We have an opportunity now to wrangle the goat. Like, yeah. it's there. So that's a tick. We also have $1,000 worth of butter menthols. What are we going to do with them? I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had. A, well, you know what? Who knows? That's we've just. That's, you, the, be- we've, that's the beauty of it, mate. We've got options. Plenty of them. When you've got $1,000 worth of butter menthols in your apartment, your you've got options. Yeah. World's your oyster. You know whatever you want. Yeah. You write your own check at that point. Correct. Right? Certainly paid for with butter menthols. Yes. As long as it's under a thousand. Oh, can I write you a butter menthol check, please? Yeah. I owe you in butter menthols. Yeah. Now, that's some housekeeping, I guess. That's housekeeping. Also, the Seth versus Cat. Uh, Seth Steph, versus Steph versus Seth. Versus Seth will be going ahead. Uh, that will be probably next weekend. Yes. Realistically. Realistically, but it's all coming. But we're we're ticking things off. Now, things off. one more thing. Shout out to Tate Bailey on the P's and D's page who found out the real identity of G-Lo. I also thought that was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. And, you know, but you know what it is? I just, I get off on some good, good, honest Dioring. Yeah, that's it. That's what gets me out of bed, Tom. The, the Dioring is what gets me off more than anything oh, in yeah. that situation. Now, if you don't know what's going on, uh, and if you're not on the Punters Dribblers page... Shame which, on you. Yeah, shame on you, but... Uh, the P's and D's page, obviously fastest growing social media page on the internet. There was this dude on there, G-Lo, who pissed people off. Was always in that like... He was lippy. He was lippy. And the page is obviously for like opinion and like if, if Eddie was to put in there a sporting opinion, my disagreement with that might not necessarily be a well thought out and well articulated response. It might be like, you're fucking don't know what you're talking about. But you'd see that it was me saying it. Mm. My face, my name, I'm coming back to you. Yeah. This G- is where I live. This is where I work. This is what I this do. Where I'm from. G-Lo was, he'd have either the Simpsons character as his thing. His name wasn't real. The profile was a fucking troll fake profile account. Hmm. Tate Bailey, shout out to him, did a little Dioring's. He was sick of this G-Lo piece of shit. This prick. Facelessly just being, you know. I mean, I'm not even going to say he was an asshole. Just being a lippy bastard and being too scared to put his name to it. He, look, if he, if he put his... Is, Name to all that shit. No one care. No one would care. No one would care. Kendrick's lippy as hell in there, but he's he put his face to us, right? Yeah, and now he's one of the most famous P's and D's going around. That's what it was. You just don't be faceless. Yeah. Show a bit of backbone, a bit of ticker, a bit of, bit yeah. of you know, 
bit of character. And then it was just funny that it came out at some dude called Gary Lowe, who, you know. Who runs an indoor cricket, cricket podcast. podcast. Have I listened to it? No. No. Can I imagine what it's about? Yeah, I yeah. bet it's a lot of indoor cricket chat. Yeah, yeah. I think it's almost exclusively indoor cricket. Yeah. And I think it would be spoken at a quick indoor cricket tempo, you know what I mean? Just yeah. a bit vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. And uh, a lot of names and a lot of sort of rhetoric that no one knows or cares about. Yeah. Oh, Tony Jones. He yeah he got, scored oh. a, a quick fire 23 the other day. You mean while playing cricket indoors? Like, yeah. I mean, is that any better really than just playing in a garage? But, I mean, he's a really exciting player. No, yeah, I'm sure. But, I mean, you can't tell me he's an Australian indoor cricket representative because that's not a real thing though, right? <laughs> like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's I can just I imagine him yeah. getting excited about this guy, Tony Jones, and his quickfire 30. Right. And I'm like, in what comp? I bet against you who? all of those indoor Australian or international indoor cricket representatives, and this is no offence to them. This is unfortunately blame Ga uh, Gary Lowe, whatever his name is. You know what it's like? Just, just, I'm just saying that none of them would get over a six and a beat. You know what it's like? It's probably it's probably a lot like me having a podcast reserved exclusively for Centennial Park Oztag. You know what I mean? That's what indoor cricket is. Yes. It's it's Oztag. If you for were trying cricket, to do a slippery like, as, podcast. As Oztag is to rugby league, indoor cricket is to test cricket. Yeah. That's what it is. You know slippery what I mean? Bucks podcast. It's a Slippery Bucks podcast where I just went through the try scorers and, and who made great tags. Yeah. Now, I'm not knocking the, the Bucks. I bleed Buck, yeah. but... With all due respect to the boys, I don't think I could fucking get away. Even I yeah. could get away with a Bucks-only podcast. No, that'd be uh, pushing, stretching. I just think I might push it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It, it, but might... to be known, Tom, as the Bucks podcast guy. Yeah. It's even worse. Gary, Gary Lowe. Gary Lowe, the indoor cricket podcast guy. guy. And also, like, his, his burner name was just his initials spelt phonetically, which is as lame as you get. And also not very smart. Not a big thinker, it would seem. And then liking his own posts and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you from, trail, from, a, from a troll perspective, it was mediocre. Yes. At best. And then I think as soon as he got found out, it was like he disappeared and deleted everything. He should have just, I mean, if, if look, if he'd had his time over again, if this is what I would have done for him, I would have just come in under, under his actual... Name. Name. What's his name again? Uh, Gary Lowe. Gar I would have come to Gary Lowe and gone, yeah, that was me. I fucked up, but I'm going to stay around. Yeah, but I'm here now. Yeah, I'm here now. Look, I mean, that was a bit weird, but... Well, I'm just here. steer into it. If someone catches out for your burn, I'd just be like, yeah, bro, it's because I don't want to use my work one. Like, think on your feet, dude. <sighs> what not to do? What yeah. not to do? How not to have a burner account by Gary Lowe. Yeah, yeah. You should write help books. Yeah. Or Jerry Lowe. I don't know what his fucking name is. Anyway, shout out That's to That's what him. happened. I hope you listen to the podcast, bro. And uh, If you do, come back. Come back. Yeah, come back as G-Lo, but with your face. Yeah. So we know who you are. Or as Low G or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try and fool us again. But come back. <laughs> Punishables, the podcast this week, obviously brought to you by baggycaps.com.au. Friends of the show, where all great baggy caps are made, Eddie. The greatest baggy caps in all the land, Tom, are made at baggycaps.com.au. They're tremendous. We've got we've got ours and we love them. Well, ours have been we've had ours for a couple of years now, I think, in as good a condition as ever. They they don't deteriorate like the Australian baggy no, greens. No, mine's in mint condition. Yeah. It is tremendous quality. 
Now, Unrivaled. Uh, if you go to the website, you check it out. You can get them for your cricket clubs, friendship groups, whatever you want. But you can also... The, the website is very versatile, so you can have different colours. You can have writing on it. I was quite surprised when we very when we went there for the very first time just about how uh, malleable the Baggy Caps team are in terms of what hats you can get, what they can offer you, different things here, logos, this, that, and the rest. So they're actually very good. Patchwork, colours, tremendous. Uh, so baggycaps.com.au. All right, punters, dribblers, just want to give a quick shout-out to the Banksia Project. Banksia Project is all about blokes helping other blokes, mates supporting mates. Their growth rooms are free programs for anyone to jump on and learn about their own health and well-being. Have a safe chat about anything and support others. Look, uh, times get tough for everyone. You and I both know that. We've got friends, family, acquaintances. Everyone's got someone who goes through tough times. And it's important to have the skills to deal with the challenges and to stay healthy. Go beyond awareness and learn practical skills to stay happy with a group of mates supporting you. Absolutely right, Tom. So give them a follow, punters and dribblers, at the Banksia Project on social media or check out their website, www.thebanksiaproject.org.au. Their info might be useful for you or one of your mates. Check them out. So, AFL, uh, again, not a Victoria bashing moment here. Shout out to our Victorian friends. Um, But... So, the AFL are in hubs or bubbles, I don't know, but... Bubbles? Yeah, something like that. So, one of the players, the one of the WAGs, mm. uh, Trent Cochin, who I think is the captain of the Richmond Tigers, so a premiership captain, mm. his misso, who's in the bubble, snuck off. They're not allowed to do shit, right? They're under COVID restrictions. Snuck mm. off to a salon mm. for a pamper. Yeah. Now, I get it. If you're the... Wife of a high, if you're a high profile wag, pampers are probably an essential service. Mm. That'd be fair to say. But pampers can be problematic. Well, pampers, pampers are illegal in a bubble. Not, you know, it doesn't matter if you find them an essential service, whether you need a, your hair blown out or you need your roots done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or a mani pedi. Or a mani pedi, which I get, Eddie. I mean, look, I get it. I get it. If I get it. If you've been in a bubble for a couple of months, and I mean, your roots aren't looking the best. Well, I mean, you wake up every day and you look at those. At those nails. Your cuticles look like yeah, shit. Yeah, and you, you just go to yourself, man, I would give anything for a Manny Petty. Even, you know, the sec- job security of my husband. Well, I mean, I'm prepared to risk it for I'm Manny prepared Petty. to risk the safety of an entire code. If well, you my- got to risk it for the biscuit. Correct. Type. And if I, have, if I am a platinum blonde sort of an operator, and then you start seeing my brown graying roots come through. Particularly if I've been telling everyone I'm a natural blonde. A natural platinum blondie. Yeah. I, I'm naturally platinum blonde. I have to get yeah. to Pamper. the essence of wetness massage place or whatever it's called. <laughs> now, Dior the name. But Ms. Mrs. Cochin. Ms. or Mrs.? Well, Mrs. because she's married. Right, okay. Uh, she went to the essence of wetness massage place yeah great spot great spot and does really do wonders for the roots oh man they know what to do with the they roots. know what to do with the roots so she put up on her instagram story because obviously you know if a if a if a, if a wag goes to a, a pamper and doesn't post about it then you don't get it for free so she's posted up a picture on her thing of her at the essence of wetness or whatever it is uh, and then uh, media have seen it, picked up on it, and gone breaking the rules. Yeah. First person to post about it on there uh, was, or the first person to like, 
I don't know, there was writing article or it was to share it or whatever, was an break a- the story. Break the story. Was an AFL journalist, so he writes for AFL.com. Yeah. The story then got out from there, or he was one of the first people to break it, but the story got out, it got into the fucking other media, the non-AFL affiliated media, so your Fox and fucking whatever. Daily Mail. Daily Mail probably as well. Oh, mate, they would have been all over. They been all over. Root story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, and subsequently, the Tigers, Richmond Tigers got fined like 50 grand. Mm. Between That's an 20 expensive blow drive. It's an expensive blow wave. I mean, roots have to get done, Eddie, but... You know, I don't know what would have cost more to be honest. Getting your roots done or the fifty grand fine. I'm n- I haven't had my roots done for ages and I can't remember. So fifty grand, let's just say for the sake of this, uh, fine to the Tigers. The AFL have since suspended the journalist who wrote the article because he has reported on a factual story, but it's damaged the game. Now, if that isn't evidence of their active, uh, you know, policy around the sweeping of issues under the rug, then I don't know what is. Right. You know what that says to me, Tom? It says that every fucking journalist in an AFL headquarters is told the same thing. Never, ever, 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 ever put the game into disrepute. No, even if it's true. Sweep it. Sweep, bro. Sweep. All the sweep, journalists sweep. All the AFL journalists are given brooms when they get That's there. what not they're computers. doing. No, no, no. Not computers, not pens, not pencils, not broom paper. Broom Broom and a rug. That's all you can use, bro. And he's thrown he's out. He's gone renegade. He's gone rogue. Well, it seems like he snapped off a bristle of the broom, dipped it in some ink, yep. and got to riding. Got to riding. Doing what he wants to do, yearns to do. Tom. Satellite images. It's like, you know, where it's like no media is allowed in AFL headquarters and it's only satellite images. You can see that all their journos are in like fucking, you know, internment camps. Broom closets. Just <laughs> making brooms and rugs <laughs> and sweeping yarns yeah, yeah, under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the satellite, satellite imagery with the, uh, the heat sensors on, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Thermal imagery Thermal suggests imagery. that all they do is make rugs. And brooms and yeah. sweep. You know, scandal underneath them. Sweep scandal. That's your job, mate. Sweep scandal. So even so, this guy's been suspended basically for like uh, for writing an article that was truthful. But you know what? They obviously thought in in a, in AFL headquarters that them standing down a guy who's gone rogue and didn't do his job and sweep scandal under rug. No. They thought that that would also get swept, swept under, under the rug. rug. But they're they, losing track of, they don't of know their whole sweeping nah. and where the rugs are at. Poor leadership. Got to start at the top. Dude, like that is... And even... So all, it has been picked up almost more than the fucking initial issue, right? Because now it's a relevant issue to journalists across the country as opposed to just people who watch AFL who give a fuck if Trent Cotchin's missus has had a blow wave. Well it, well, it was it was just it was your cut and dry blow wave story, Tom, and right. now it's much more. Now than it's that. now it is now it's like journalistic freedoms. Like, is this yeah. some? This is like this is like Peter Nestor stuff. Yeah, was that Peter, his name? Cresta. 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 This is like North Korea, Kim Jong Un yeah, yeah. shit, Egyptian shit. Yeah, because Cresta was Egypt. He was like, but that. obviously equally North Korea. It's still it's it's all about journalistic freedom. That's what it is. Journalistic freedoms, which we're big on on this podcast. We're huge on journalistic because freedoms. because if we didn't have journalistic freedoms, we wouldn't be able to say break anything. The stories that we fucking well, we break stories that we say whatever we want. Yes, which is what gets taken away. There's no dribble and yarn under uh, an AFL style an dictatorship. Authoritarian AFL dictatorship. 
Now, am I saying that this wouldn't have happened under his predecessor, the Demetrios or whatever Andrew his name? Andrew Demetrius. Yeah, I sort of am. I kind of am. Uh, Scaredy Kate Gill lost control, uh, and now stories leaking out from under the rug. I don't even know if we want to lift this thing up. I don't think you want to look under the rug. I think you just nuke the rug. Nuke the rug and start again, because what's time, under there, bro? It's, it's always edge. Yeah, it's never nice under the AFL rug. And this isn't a nice one either. Poor bloke. Well, to be honest, though, if you get were... sacked for writing a story about a pamper. But if you want a story to get out from under that rug, I think you want your lighthearted, funny story about a wag getting a blow wave. Yeah. You don't want it about someone who's murdered someone deflect. or someone who's dealing meth or fucking... Let the blow wave story get out. Well, deflect. It could, well, look, this got out, so there is no rug. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. It's a wall pull. Exactly, it's a wall pull. No rug here. Yeah. Oh, well, look, if there was a rug, this would have been swept no, under it. Mrs. Well, Mrs. Cotchin got a blow wave. No, 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 no. It's a... Ooh, nasty so, business. I mean... The, the rug is real, punters and dribblers. Yeah, the rug, the rug is, is real. real. Don't worry about that. And if you st- out of step now, listen. I think his name was Mitch Cleary. They, he hasn't been seen alive, so I don't know I if think he's about been. That. He hasn't been seen alive since the AFL stood him down. Now I don't know if they take him out the back of, uh, you know, where's AFL headquarters, like Moorabbin or some shit. Well, think about this time and just shot him. Think about what we've done. To Put him in a ditch. Think about what we've done to interns. On we've this fucking killed heaps of them. You know what I mean? Is it out of the question that they've just gone and like? Dumped him in the Yarra? <laughs> Has he been dumped in the Yarra? Cleary, is that his name? Mitch Cleary, I think. Mitch Cleary, poor bastard. Look, mate, if you ever need... If you can't find him, look in the Yarra. Yeah, look in the Yarra. That's where you look, particularly when it's you know when there's so much on the line, Tom. Yeah. But if you see Mitch Cleary, if you hear from him... Tell him to reach out. Tell him to reach out. And if you're listening, Mitch, Mitch. for God's sake, call in. Call the Dribbler hotline with your story. <laughs> Um, Eddie Israel Falau back in the headlines. Izzy loves it. Uh, loves so it. So the Super League got back underway. He plays for Catalans, I believe, and he was the only player on the field not to kneel for the Black Lives Matter protest. I read that and I was just like, Izzy. Now, given your history of you know ruffling feathers now we, we're not going to get into what happened when you're at, when you're at the Wallabies in the Waratahs you know what I mean hates guys hates guys that's all we need to say hates guys but to actively go against the status quo on an issue that surely you're in some way aligned to well he's black given that you are black or like it just it doesn't make any sense he's to a me. person of colour he's a person of colour is what we're looking for uh I just find it such a funny move. It's a funny move, but I'm also... This is where I thought about it. The same way Colin Kaepernick should have been given his right to kneel, right? Where, like, he got fucking blackballed from the NFL. Mm. And I don't know if this is a weird take. I'm not making a racial take here, but, like, Kaepernick shouldn't have been blackballed for kneeling, right? He should... Part of what the freedom is is that he should be allowed to do whatever the fuck you want within reason. I am kind of like, if he doesn't want to kneel... As a coloured guy as well, who gives a shit? It's his right not to do it. Now, yes, temperature of the room. But this guy doesn't give a fuck about the temperature of the room. This guy couldn't give a shit. He, he says gay people go to hell in the most progressive times in human history. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I understand So that. I'm actually not shocked. No, he's allowed to He's allowed to do whatever he wants, right? And as a man of colour, yeah, you're absolutely right. If he chooses to stand, that's fine. 
not against that. But what I'm saying is I find it interesting that he refused. Like, what's what's your argument against kneeling? Now, there, I'm with That's you That's what I'm saying. You're in a foreign country, right? So it's not like, oh, I want to stand for the anthem because I love my country and, you know, that's how I, you know, no. respect the flag or no. in, in your own way. You're right. right? It's not like So like Latin Greg America. Popovich, right, who's very outspoken against uh, uh, for Black Lives Matter, like he's very vocal, does the right thing, but he stood, right, Yeah. in the NBA that, which has since got underway, he stood for the anthem, right? right? Whereas Izzy's in another country, seemingly, I don't even know if they play the anthems before the Super League, right? I don't know what you're standing for. He hasn't spoken about it, has he, Dave? No, nah, there's been a lot of calls for him to explain himself. But explain yeah, yourself. A word. Sure, explain yourself. But I'm also like, yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Especially because he's a coloured guy, right? If it's a white guy, you're a little bit more like, ugh. It's kind of hard one where you're going to be seen as racist almost if you don't do it. But if you're a black guy, and I mean, you know, I don't, I keep saying black, but maybe it's coloured is a better description because he's not like African-American. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like, because even in the NBA, there was a dude who played for one of the teams who didn't kneel and he was a black dude. And he's like, I just don't think for me personally... It's like, I support Black Lives Matter, but I, this isn't how I would protest for me personally. So it's like, all right, cool. I think I think there's an element where there should be more understanding around like how people, like people's intentions or how they want to, how they want to show their support for something. I think as a person of color, you should be allowed to do whatever the fuck you want in this situation. 100%. I'm just saying it was but, an yo, odd no. move. I mean, if Falau's the one that's going to do it, it's going to get headlines, right? Big time, because he's not a fan of the gays. <laughs> but as a, like, it's almost like, if you were saying, like, if Izzy was a gay guy and saying that stuff about gay people, again, you'd be going, this is weird. Yeah. I don't understand it, but this is what you're doing. Like, you're a gay guy, so I guess, you know, it's a weird, like, but, like as, a, as a black man or as a colored man, and he's doing what he's doing, you just go, okay. All right, Izzy. Again, like, all right, Izzy. But that's that's but that's what it is. That's yeah. what this topic is. It's like, all right, Izzy. Cool, bro. Like, yeah, you do you. But it's just it's just another it's just another yeah, seemingly odd decision. Yeah, it's it seems like for some he seems like an attention seeker. That's what I'm sort of and I'm not saying he is or he isn't. And and like if he's not that if if he doesn't think kneeling is he aligns with how he wants to go about it, then that's fine. But I'm just saying it is in the world of Izzy. Yes. Another chapter of the weirdness of Izzy. Yes. It's a chapter, isn't it? It is a chapter. It's certainly in the the, the like the spiral into just becoming a weirdo, right? Yeah. Like, like is it like he was? And I'm not saying it is, but it's is it is it is it a no for no's sake? You could. It's it's. I think it's probably religiously motivated, like all his weird decisions. But religious people kneel all the time. Yes, I'm sure they do. But maybe it's like, I only kneel, kneel for, for God. God. That'd be what it is. Maybe that's it. I only kneel for God. Have we nailed it? I think we might have. That seems pretty reasonable, doesn't it, Dior? It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense because we've been looking sense. for it. That's, that's, what this, this, that's why we started talking about it. <laughs> we wanted to figure it out. I think we might have. Now you've got your answer, punters and jubilers. That's what they call a brainstorm, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to wait and for And we didn't Izzy. even need a whiteboard. No. Nah, don't wait for Izzy to bloody give a statement. Mm. We you, gave it to you. you yeah, that's why you come to us. Only kneel for God.
I like. I actually Stop. now, as a as a father, I think I prefer bushweed. Yeah. Um. All righty. We've got twenty percent battery here. That should get us through, shouldn't it? Should. All right. Yo 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 yo. Ready to rock here, Red? Yeah, bro. Uh, g'day team, C Bulk checking in from out of reception office. Uh, just thought I would go the email dribble and I'd planned to after listening to the dribbles and then Jorge came in with the classic non-attachment dribble. Jorge all day, shout out brah. HSP 11 backstop, <laughs> just stopping balls in true glorious fashion. Love your work, mate. Uh, shout out King Dribbler, the man. Uh, but then bringing up the Prince Dribbler, Stinger's my boy. Um, he brought up something with you dribbles ago, Tom, about, you know, a breakup or something. Anyway, or Steph, and then we got onto your breakup. And uh, I was mean to ask you then, and now I got brought up again in this recent podcast, you know, being the father of a child and the great man that you obviously are, she's seen something in you. What happened with the breakup? Like, why pre-Bali? And how did you win her back? What did you do? You want? Um, loving your work, boys. Also... We were discussing a couple of weeks ago as well, the big man on big man kind of just allowance. And it's just been brought up again with Jared Ray Hargraves and that gimp prop from, um, uh, where is he from? Penrith slash Warriors. And he's just taken on the big dog. It's like, fuck off. But we need to get a bit more allowance of big dog on big dog. Just, you know, if, sh if they go for a shoulder tackle and then it slips up on the head, you just allow it because they're big hunts and they just, they're there to smoke each other the pcms we want more of it i think the game needs more of these big dogs just going bananas at each other and there's just got to be some sort of allowance hit a halfback mate you can have 10 in the bin so much but the big dog on big dog we about it tried hard to squeeze this in under a minute 30 love you what vale les the great water polo coach december all right well let me answer the big dog thing first and say that if you are so into big dogs on big dogs, Clacker, shout out to your friend of the show, Clary Moore. Uh, North Bondi Motorino, shout out. Firstly, T-shirts he gave us, phenomenal. They're actually my two, two of my most worn T-shirts. Oh, we're at the time. North Bondi Motorino and Steph, my miso loves it. And we'll get on to why she dumped me. But if you like big dog on big dog, then you should have been happy that that guy was taking it to Jared Weir Hargraves rather than being a bitch about it and not shaking hands after the game. Mate, uh, look, I'm... It, but in terms of his allowance about big dog and big dog, yeah, yeah, there needs to be a big dog allowance. Agreed. But 100%. Because I like that. Big, fiery forwards, front rowers, running at each other, like singling yeah. each other out, like I'll run it next to yes, you. Yes. And then and then whoever comes off. But then you, the part of that needs to be that your big dog can't be a pussy and needs to be able to shake hands after the game. Well, that's it. That's it. If you want the big dog allowance, then you need to, just, you need to be comfortable with it at every... At every opportunity. At every opportunity. That's right. That's what I'm looking for. Um, you can't be a bitch half the time and then a big, big dog, as you put it, the other. No. You just got to be a big dog the whole time. Big dog from sun up to sundown. Because then, because then you can go to the commission and go, look, I'm trying to sell this big dog allowance. Yeah. And they go, well, fuck, how are you going to sell it when no one will shake hands after the you game? You won't even shake all, hands because you're all soft. No, 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 no. Can't do it. Anyway, Steph, she dumped me before Bali. Listen, I was in Bathurst at uni. She was in Sydney. I would come back to Sydney on a weekend and I would have blown all my money on, you know, whatever things things during the week in mm. and I'd be a physical, emotional wreck from the week. Cause yeah. for anyone who's went to Charles State University in Bathurst, 
Tuesday, it's, Wednesday, Thursday is big. It's, they were nights. big night. You just go and wipe yourself out. It was phenomenal fun, but mm. you would come back on the weekend and you just didn't want to do anything. And so, look, I was young. She was young. She was 17. I was 19 when we first met. And then, you know, I went to uni and it was like, yeah, I think it was a bit of like, probably had to happen, but was Tommy, Tommy Berms, you know, one of the leaders of the greatest podcast of all time, was he a little bit inappropriate? Not in like a cheating sense, never did that, but like, you know, just not thinking about nurturing the growing plant that was the relationship. I was more about poisoning myself. Took the piss a bit. Took but in piss. terms of the barley thing, we're all supposed to go to barley together. Um, three uh, three couples, yeah. all still dear friends. I remember I was driving through the Harbour Bridge Tunnel, I'll never forget it. Tom called me, he was in tears. He said, I'm not coming to barley. <laughs> Uh, it's seared under my brain. It was hilarious. That is... <laughs> he denies it, but that's yeah, what happened. No, look, I'm... He's I've stuffed, stuffed up me. I'm covered in covered barley. And then he went to Bali by himself. Then he went to Bali with Luke Bracey. Yeah, no, we told the story. He went yeah. to Bali with Bracey and his family, and I, and I didn't know how to pick up chicks, and yeah. Bracey basically left me by myself in a fucking bar for four hours. Yeah, yeah, Which... And he was walking around in jeans. Yeah, I wore Bali. jeans out, all right? It was a bad call. And a long shirt. I looked like Fogel and super bad. <laughs> But also Bracey, worst wingman of all time, yeah. just leaving me. But also did have me to Bali, so not the worst wingman. Ups and downs. Helped me and also maybe that was... Helped the, and hindered. But you know what? Maybe that was the low point I needed to have. Rock maybe, bottom, like bottom out and then build yourself Maybe that's back it. Up. Maybe he was like, this guy needs to bottom out. Yeah. Walk around by yourself. Walk around... Uh, in the heat, sweating. Walk around Cooter in jeans and a button-up not shirt. Not jeans, actually. Like camel... Shorts? No, like camel-coloured pants <laughs> car key, like with like pockets chinos. yeah but like with elasticized bottom so not even any air was escaping it was oh like sick god elasticized chinos with pockets lucky on you didn't pick up if you whipped them off the stench that would have come out of well, them well there's no way i would have picked up in those but i'm saying if you did yeah well i mean you know what though i would have preferred that than what i was going through <laughs> anyway so how did I win her back? Well, listen, I broke down. I joined a band. I played music. I kind of got cool for a little bit. Cried yourself to sleep on that Lost cot a lot bed of every weight. night. But yeah, you know, she started looking back over the fence and going, oh, who's this new guy? Lost a lot of weight? Well, I certainly did. I, I got down to like less than I was at school at one point. Now, what do we put that down to? Lifestyle. Now, did it have physical benefits? Yeah, I didn't look. I mean, I looked. Oh, is this the slender. shingles days? Well, yeah, I got shingles. <laughs> I got shingles. Yeah, because you used to eat two kilos of bacon. Well, no, that for breakfast, lunch, and in... tea, no vegetables, and he used to live in a cellar. <laughs> the apartment that we were living no in in Redfern in didn't there. have any windows. It was the basement. And... If it rained, you touched the wall. The like, no, 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 not if it rained. The worst bit was summer because it would get so humid that the walls would get wet, like weep. So. And he was too but, cheap to buy a humidifier. No, I got one. Didn't work. Dehumidifier. But what it was with that, with the shingles thing, was that Steph actually, we started, we got back together and like I had shingles the next day. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? I actually thought I had colon cancer because she brought me over this juice to help me get better. She was like, you know, again, she's come straight back in. So I was in a band. Oh, really cool. Da, 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 da. Now I'm sick. She gets me a juice. And then I go to the toilet later that day and the tomato-y beetroot juice has gone straight through me, but I thought I was pooing blood. And I was like super stressed. Oh 
And you've got... You've well, but got, I was sick, so I was like, oh, my God. And when you punish dribblers, I'm sure not many of you out there have had shingles. <laughs> it's mainly an illness for, like, the elderly or for people that came over on the first fleet and, like, you know... The malnourished. Yeah, the malnourished. It's like scurvy. It feels like your whole... It's... It, you're fucking completely wrecked. Like... You don't, it's not like anything I've really ever had before. Like, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> what, what's it like? There was like a huge, like sort of blistery thing on my back. Oh my God. Because apparently it lives in your spine and then it can, but you can get it on like your eye and your face. It can be really fucked up, but I got it on my back. But like you're just, your whole body sort of aches and fucking everything. Anyway, I'm then shitting this red liquid. I don't know what's going on. And I'm now like trying to do my sums. Like what the fuck's going on here? And you're not good with your sums. No, I'm not good with my sums, as we know. And Steph was, I, I was at my mum's house. Because I was like, I got to stay at mum's when I'm this fucking cruel. Oh, fuck yeah. And then, you got to go to mama. You got to go to mum. And then she's like, I'm like telling mum. And she's like, what the fuck? And like, if you had anything, I'm like, I haven't had anything. And Steph comes over and I'm like, listen, I got something to tell you. You know, I'm pooing blood and then she's like you sure it's not that beetroot juice we had this morning and i'm like ah that's what it is <laughs> ah yeah yeah right look no, it maybe but that's i that's, mean look, uh yeah that's a great point and uh, by the way i've got a boil on my no, back no she already knew that she yeah and, and by the way don't look at my back and also it's contagious I'm covered in boils it's contagious uh so that'd be a reason why she shouldn't have taken me back. Lucky for me, the shingles came days, mere days after she took me back. Why'd she take me back? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. You'd have to. But it's worked out well uh, for her. <laughs> <laughs> and you. Well, it's really more worked out well for me. Uh, but shout out to Steph, official fiance of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to anyone, if you do find yourself with shingles, please reach out. I will give you all the information I have at my disposal, which is limited. <laughs> Just go see your mother. Go to mum's and don't have beetroot juice or if you do, make note of it. <laughs> Write it down. That's a lifestyle. Keep thing. a journal. That's at any point. That's not a shingle specific. You oh, yeah, point. mate. It's happened to me before. If you ever have beetroot juice, I've, been, make... no, I've like Sometimes I've had beetroot for like you know lunch and dinner and yeah. a lot of it and you know you start to go, ooh. What was that? Hang on. Did I have a big weekend? I did have a big weekend. What's that about? Oh, shit, I'm dying. Am I? Okay. Is that related? No, it's, it, not. no, it's not. It's, it's not always right. the beetroot. It's beetroot related. Yeah. Rule that out first and then you'll go to a doctor. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Oh, yeah. G'day. Um, it's the Suburban Ground Dribbler here. Um, I just want to ask, what is the best and worst Suburban Ground to get a schooner at? Because I'm currently at Net Strider Jubilee and it is a fucking shit ground to get a schooner. Uh, I've been to Shark Park and that's even worse. What is the best and worst ground to get a schooner at? Cheers. Bishop. Well, I'd start by saying this. All suburban grounds are, by their definition, poorly equipped to handle the rigours of a, of a heaving Sunday afternoon crowd and the Australians' proclivity towards the nectar of the gods, and right? especially a rugby league skinful. So you're never going to get a great, a great venue to sink piss, uh, to buy a beer. I will say this. At Brookvale... It, just lining up for a beer is a lot of fun. You know what I mean. Well, you're around. Yeah. You're around people that love rugby league. You shoot the shit in the line. Manly's you can winning. watch. You can watch football from every angle. Tom, yeah. that's one of the benefits. 
but don't go to any sporting event ever expecting for it to be a breeze getting piss. Like, yeah, maybe it might be easier at those one of those new flash grounds. Like, not you know, much easier though. Even if you go like, I remember going to like sports in America, you still have to fucking line up. There's still forty thousand people there. Yeah. Uh, it's. I would suggest I'd say like okay, bring Brookvale, a hip flask. For, Brookvale for example, take the hippie. But get there early and buy as much piss as you can. Yeah. Go get your mum down there. Get your brother. Get your sister. Get your get your fiance. Get whoever Everyone. you can wrangle to be, get the line with you. And they buy as much Four piss. At a time. They buy as much piss as they can. Yeah. Try to get someone in the line that's driving home who's not drinking. Can you get me four? That's I get it. four, and you're fine. That's it. That's how you do it, mate. Buy tell more you, than you should. Tell you what they should get in here, boys. I don't know if any of the punters or dribblers have been to any Japanese baseball games. Bit niche. But I've seen there what they've got is they've got like people uh, walking around the stands, walking around the aisles with backpacks and kegs on them, little hoses attached. Oh, so you don't even get out of your seat. You just shit. hail them down. And it's like, hey, I need a refill. Give them your cup. They fill it up right there. Give them some cash and you're done. That's actually a great idea. That seems like a no brainer, but also something that I can see in Australia being like a, are you right there, bro? Yeah. Like a, like a, like a, uh, you know, an RSA something yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, that's got too much fun all over. Oh, it. were you having too much fun? <clears throat> no. Sorry, yeah. we're gonna make you fucking sneak in hard liquor and just get way more pissed than you would have because we aren't gonna allow you just to drink normally like a human. We aren't treating you like adults. Mm. Mm. But I like that Japan do it well, dude. Japan's one of my favorite countries I've ever been to. So if you haven't been, go. Haven't will. Go before, don't go with your kids. And I don't have kids, but I, oh, sorry, I do have a kid. Shout out to Evie Rose. <laughs> Didn't have one while I was over there. Didn't have one while I was over there. Oh my and God. And that, you like, you want to be able to go there and just immerse yourself. And if you're carrying around a child, I just think you'd be, oh, let's go to the, let's go to the park where the fucking trees are. It's like, I will do that as well as go and do karaoke. There's only so many parks morning. you can go to. That's it, bro. G'day, lads. It's Robbo here. First time. Uh, dribbler, I'm not planning on needing the double dribble. Just had a brushes with lame story for you that I was reminded of after hearing you guys have a quick chat about Pedro on the podcast this week. Um, my brother and I um, flew over to Perth for the State of Origin game last year and the, part of the package deal that he bought was that we got to go and have pre-drinks at a pub with some and have a bit of a meet and greet with some of the Queensland stars and um, Pedro was there. And he was Petro, a, I think he's he was one of our, you know, our idols growing up. He used to absolutely truck nuts, as you can imagine, as you witnessed, and you know, racked up PCMs like like no one else I knew at the Maybe time. Maybe it's someone else. <laughs> Could be. So we were, we thought we'd line up and get our pictures with him. And um, now my brother and I, we're not little fellas. We're both in the six and a half foot range and 110, 115 kilo oh, mark. Jesus. Both of us. Big thick um, boys. We didn't realise how much we were going to fucking dwarf Pedro when we stood next to <laughs> him. So we lined up for this photo and he was having a bit of a laugh doing, oh, you blokes must play basketball. How's the air up there and stuff? But he was a good foot shorter than us and you could tell he was... Uh, so he's five foot five. You know, he was feeling a little bit of math. Five foot one. I was making a joke about it. Anyway, so he gets in between us arms around us on the shoulders, about to take the picture. And out of nowhere, he just puts this crazy nerve pinch Vulcan death grip Dior thing on. Both of our legs just buckle under us. We lose about six inches. He hops up on his tippy toes and takes the picture like he's done it a hundred times before. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's my little brushes with lame story. He's lucky we didn't go outside and 
fucking stomp his little ass. Uh, anyway, I'm glad to hear you boys got over your health scare all right during the week and uh, vaccine soon. Pedro. Oh, Pedro. What, I wonder what that Vulcan grip was. I think he said Vulcan. He said Vulcan Death Grip Dior. It's almost like it was in the title. Uh, I think he just what you would have just crunched their fucking shoulders. Now he's. They How said, tall is Pedro? I'd say he's at least six three. With his sombrero. That? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. Did they? Did he say that was six and a half? Yeah. His, Pedro's one meter ninety three, which is six foot four. There you go. So if he said there, he's a foot smaller. I mean, this is obviously this guy's put some mayo on it. But he's, they're big, big boys. These are big boys. But I think maybe what we're hearing here is just through a little bit of Dior. He said that Petro was, or Pedro was a foot smaller than him and his brother. So either he doesn't know how tall he is and he's actually seven foot-ish. Yeah. Six foot eight. Well, if he's a foot taller, he's seven, seven, seven foot, foot four. four. Sorry, seven yeah. foot four. <laughs> four. Right. Holy shit, maths again. Yeah, Deserts yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But. Know. Fucking hell. Wait, so if he's six four, that makes him a six eight. And they're a foot taller than he's fucking six two. Um, right. Well, yeah, it's a tough one there. But Good brushes with Lame, Good though. brushes with Lame. Shout out to Pedro. Seven or Cerveza, whatever the fuck he. I don't know how he would have pronounced it. Seven or Cerveza. Cerveza. G'day, Tom. Eddie, Punders, Andrew Lewis, Big Bully Ben here up from Brisbane. Broncos fans, I'm pretty fucking devastated at the moment. About to go to the Sharks game tonight. Anyway, um, I've heard you guys use the word gimp a lot in your podcast. Now, we used to use that word a fuckload back in the day at um, Mars College Ashgrove. Shout out to notable alumni Matty Hayden, John Eels. Kevin 07, Kevy Rudd. <laughs> just wondering how long you've been using it. Because I don't hear it much anymore, and it's just such a fitting word for people who are gimps. A bit like Magoo, but it just has that little, I don't know, extra touch to it. It's so perfect. Um, yeah, so how long you've been using it? Where'd you hear it? And the rest. All right. Shout out to the Pete Murray dribbler, the Tasty Boys. Gimps soon. I think I've been using it for a while. I've been like using quite it, a while. Yeah. Like days. I reckon ten years yeah, at least. Definitely. Yeah. Now I don't know where I heard it, where I got it from. Maybe it was sort of just coded into my DNA a little bit, right? I feel like it might have been a like I feel like we used, were using it in boarding school. Yes, I think so. Don't it's you a, and you're right though, it's a great it's a great word. It's a great I, term. I don't know. I it's Is not it one it? of those words where I notice myself using it. No. Like Magoo is one that I know that I'm describing a specific type of person. Yeah, like gimp is now so well ingrained into my vernacular that I don't even really notice I'm saying. No, but also gimp I'm using for, like gimp. Do you is, know what I mean though? Yeah, I'm using gimp for someone who's clearly a bit of a gimp. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it's certainly I think far more liberally thrown around than magoo because magoo you've got to be a, a certain type of way. Well, yeah, a magoo and magoo and gimps are different. Right, like I Magoo's think, and Gibbs are different. Yeah, they are completely. Well, Magoo is just a Magoo. No, you can't use any other word than Magoo to describe Magooism. Yes, Magooism is unique. Yes, but um, to answer, you, I hope that answers it. I, th- I don't know if it did. I don't know if it did, but I certainly. Shout so that's out, the answer I'm providing. Shout out to Mars College Ashgrove or whatever it was. Yeah, great alumni, really strong. Kevin 07 <laughs> Nobody yields. Matty Hayden, terrific. G'day, Tom, Eddie, um, PCs. 
it's the hitman here. Um, he lives. Look, he does. Uh, I'm not going to make it quick because that's how we do things nowadays. Um, three, three people I want to give love to this week. Number one, obviously, Jelly Shot Kid. Sensational. <laughs> Sensational form. And it was all done, you know, you didn't take it too far. It was just, you, put, you gave us about as much effort as this podcast deserves. <laughs> and it was, it was magical stuff. I'm going to go visit the fucking thing. Good work. Number two, um, Chris Walker. I, um, I just think you guys, look, I agree he's a big gay <laughs> and he's unhinged. I agree with all that. But don't you, don't you guys agree when you're kind of looking down the barrel at what's happening in the Broncos, the state of things up there, don't you just think sometimes you need to burn the fucking house down? You know, like Khabib style, jump in the crowd, busting heads, but just act irrationally. Act like a volatile person who's confused because that's what's happening. And I just think, you know, fucking, yeah, yeah, Petro's a nice guy and... I mean, Chris Walker was the first one to blow. Just remember that. He's the first one to blow. Plenty more will come. I'm waiting for Sam Thiday with his fucking hot take. It's going to happen. Just just remember that. Yeah, Chris Walker's a big day, but he's just a concentrated version of what everyone's feeling. <laughs> and number three, um, I'm sure you've already covered this in the um, podcast this week, but how about... Willie Mason's financial planner trying to claim that he doesn't owe Willie all the money he squandered because Willie made him party too much. Like, what's going on there? Half a million dollars that Willie's invested with you and then you can't fucking manage that. You've gone and this is what your lawyer, that's your lawyer's defense, that Willie made you party too much and you couldn't go to work. Mate, if you can't handle a bender with the king of Toronto West, that is not a defense. You should have known well and truly. Anyway, have a good one. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, all leagues get stung at some point of their retirement, but to think that Willie has actually, like, disrupted the cognitive processes of his financial planner's brain is just... Real dogs of war shit. (laughs) (laughs) Great dribble. Great dribble. Always delivers. Now, let's attack this uh, in chronological order. Obviously, we've already paid homage to the Jelly Shot Kid. Already acknowledged that it is now a pilgrimage for the podcast. Dribbler Mecca. Dribbler Mecca is where the St. PVL plaque sits. Uh, Secondly... Chris Walker. Now, is Chris Walker the human embodiment of frustration? Look, I understand that yes. angle. 100%. Of course it is. Is he a big day? Yes. But he got yawed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that was our point. That, our point is that you, you got yawed. Basically, but, if you're going to get frustrated, have someone spell check your shit. That's all it is. Like, you can be unhinged, yeah. You can be volatile, sure. That's all fine. That's all above board. He's obviously pissed off about the state of the club. And, and rightly so. But you want to... You, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, mate. You no. know what I mean? And in this case, your knife is an incorrectly spelt your, yeah. and you just got shot. So you got absolutely shot. That's our angle. Yeah. All your arguments fall by the wayside if you can't get your yours right. Yeah, because then you look, you look like you an look idiot. You look stupid. You look stupid. So he needs to sort that out before he starts, you know, trying to turn heads, mm. as it were. Yeah. 
And then as for the Willie Mason thing, now... I tend to think that maybe the financial planner has a point. Because I think he does. Rugby league players... You don't, you're also missing how... Um, persuasive? Persuasive. I was going to say manipulative, and I knew it was the wrong word, but persuasive Willie can be. Yes. Now, if the dog of war... As, as old Willie, if he gets you on the blow and says, mate, we're going out for a couple tonight, there's, you can't really say no. You can start by saying no, but the no's run out pretty quick because he's a persuasive guy. Persuasive motherfucker and, you know, a known uh, party man. But also, Tom, if if I was to call, like, we always have fun together, oh, yeah. right? And I was like, and you didn't, ha- let's say you didn't have Evie Rose and you had nothing to do. And I called you and I'm like, mate, you want to come over Gil? Of course you say yes. And I've just given you 500 grand. But of course you can say yes. Yeah. Because it's fun. It's great fun. It's great fun. That's the thing about a lot of this stuff. Partying is a lot of fun. Yeah, you yeah. get you into trouble, but it's fun. That's and it. And if you're having a lot of fun with a really fun guy who's also very persuasive, yes. and you've got a shitload of coin, I can see how you fall into a bit of a... A trap. A trap. A spiral. Now... Now, I'm not saying what he did's right. And and does he owe Willie? Maybe. Oh, he owes him. He owes him some money. He owes him some money. I don't think that's up for debate. He owes him coin. I think we're just maybe throwing some sympathy his way. All we're saying is I can see how this happened. Yes. That's all I'm saying. This makes sense, this story. Now, did Willie know that they were spending his money on the party? I don't think so. Yeah. And I think that may be... Now, listen. Lesson here for Willie as well, though. Now, Willie's owed money, but Willie should not be giving... Uh, money to or shouldn't be partying with his money managers. Well, I would say this: Willie should have cottoned on when he was never asked to pay for anything. You know what I mean? His money yeah. man's like, "I'll get this. Yeah, I'll yeah. get this. Nah, this one's I'll on me. This. Will I'll get this? I'll get the Red Bulls. Yeah, I'll get the do- I'll get the Dom. Now, nah, don't worry, we're going on the island today, bro. Yeah, yeah, everything covered, bro. Are we going up to Palm Beach for the night? Getting the seaplane? Not a problem. On me. Okay. All right. On you. All okay. Right, sure. Strange. That's a bit weird. Sure. But yeah, I'll go along with it. Shout out to Willie. Shout out to his manager. Mm. Hello, Tom and Eddie. It's Pinky here. I've just finished watching the Tigers versus Warriors game. And the fucking Tigers fucking were horrible. How the fuck do you expect to win a game of football when you run one out the entire second half for a kick? Whoever the Tigers attack coach needs to be sacked. Or you know what? Better even shot. Another thing, can we get Brooksy off the bench? The only one with a little bit of attacking flair, for fuck's sake. They were just fucking awful. Giving away penalties on fourth and fifth tackles, they probably lead the comp for that. And they just fucking fifth. How can you let the Warriors get 15 fucking offloads? Tank water. Simple. You could never win. Well, congratulations to the Tank Water Warriors. As a Tigers fan, I'm, I'm just a broken dribbler. Thanks for listening, guys. Mate, you come up against the tank water warriors chock full of mana when they've got the tank water ratios right. You yeah. can't win. You can't win, bro. And you're also a dirty merger club. So, I mean, what do you what, what do you want for us to do here? Like this, your club is dirty and merged. <laughs> so, <laughs> today's your aunt. Yeah. Uh, can't be helped. No, nah, we'll move on. Uh, win soon, bro. Go the warriors. G'day boys, Tom, Eddie, Punters and Trooblers. Uh, Shorty here. Um, just a couple of things. Um, pretty sure the Broncos are rugby league's version of the Wallabies. A once revered team and now just a fucking laughing stock. So fuck the Broncos. Fuck the Wallabies. Players loads never. Uh... Also, boys, um, 
What's your favourite colour Power Ranger? Yeah, let us know that one. And, uh, yeah, beer soon. Uh, and Matty Rogers is the best rugby league combat ever. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> lot in there. Lot there was, in there. There was a lot in there. Yeah, the Broncos are a lot like the Wallabies. I'd go along with that. I'd go along with that. Power Ranger, favourite colour? Funny, the Power Ranger came up. We spoke about Power Rangers earlier today. Weird, isn't it? M- mine's red. I loved the Red Ranger going up. He was called Jason. I also had a toy, gorilla, like a teddy gorilla that I named Jason after him. Jason sits in my living room, funnily enough. Is that... Did you name that monkey after... The Red Ranger. Are you really? Yeah. There you go. I mean... I didn't have one, so... Now, I listen, can't has the name Jason aged well on a beloved family uh, <laughs> sort of teddy bear? No, no not, really. not really. Jason, a weird name for a... Ja- like, but Jason, a weird name for a Power Ranger. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to, to Jason. A weird, the Jason, a weird name. Jason. Yeah. Well, listen. But I mean, I'm not here to criticise the writers of Power Rangers, a once great television show for for, for Australia's youth and the world's youth. But I now have a an orangutan <laughs> teddy bear in my house called no, Jason, Jason. Uh, that I plan on bequeathing to my daughter. <laughs> now, is she going to change the name of Jason? Is it weird for a young girl to have a Jason gorilla? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's up for her. To, that's, that's for her to decide. But I'm not going to be cool with her changing his name. No, no, I'd I'd be pushing Jason. I think I've got to push Jason. Push it with to within an inch of its life. And, and then, look, if she makes the hard call, the tough decision, yeah. you got to have to live with it. I'm going to have to. But she. But well, go to well, bed. But I'll go to bed at it. night, Tom. Go to bed at night knowing you had it. You had a, a had real a crack. crack at getting Jason over the line. Is it inappropriate if I don't give it to her unless she calls it Jason? No, I don't think I so. I think that's reasonable. I've brought Jason. We're well, the one bequeathing. Exactly. I'll maybe put that in the the only way you get it. Yeah. Is well, what's the opposite of bequeath? Hold on to. Sure. Give to someone else. <laughs> um, all right. This looks like a triple dribble, but I don't know whether any of it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Good day, punters and dribblers. Just wanted to bring to uh, the punters and dribblers' attention that uh, Luke Bracey has scored one of the greatest tries known to man. The Luke Bracey has scored a kick back heel over the head of the defence, regathered and scored a try. And we have confirmation from Luke Bracey himself on the line with us right now and he can confirm that it is legit. I mean, man himself, he has scored a back heel try over the defence for Raringa, the Raringa Rat. Got a try. <laughs> Over and out. And this is the Bazman Hunter. Is he bringing up an old? He's bringing up an old, year old t- like Luke a, yeah, try. Yeah. Now listen, a couple of things there from the Bazman dribbler. Um, Tempo was a bit off. <laughs> he was cooked. I unfortunately, with Luke Brace, you tend to believe shit like that. You know, like you, he's just unfortunately very skilled. Oh, I'm, I'm not questioning the story. No, I'm not questioning the story. Um, but it angers me because it's like you know. He pulls that shit off all the time. Yeah, he does. He's arsy as fuck. He's arsy well, as I think fuck. I, I felt like we'd established that yeah, he's pretty had, arsy. Yeah, we had. But that was particularly arsy. Look, let's give this man his three dribbles at this point. Well, he's got me in. Yeah. G'day, punters. And. 
It's a Batman, yeah. It was my first dribble earlier. And let it be known, it will not be my last. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know that I'm a big fan of the old Gracie. <laughs> and I will not rest until I get Gracie news. <laughs> Neither will we. No. Well, they're out there. No, we're, we, we, they're certainly out there, but we haven't got them yet. Well. We've seen them. I've seen them. We've certainly seen I've them. I've seen them. But we need to have them, you know, framed and mounted. <laughs> now, we've got one more here from the Bazman. G'day, Pundas. And Dribblers. <laughs> Christ. The Bazman Punter here. How is it? I'm coming to you, Hitman. And I will not rest until I find you. Oof. Oof. Off the back of his Luke Bracey rhetoric, I'd be... he's going after some of the big players. Yeah, he is, and he wants them. Is, is he? Is it hog hunting season? Dude, I don't know, but I'm respectful of anyone that's going after the big dogs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's see how this plays out. Yeah, okay. is that like a? What, is he? Is he looking for him? Is he is it calling? A threat? Him out? Is he calling him out as a dribbler? Wanna, I don't know, but I don't. I know he's him. calling for Bracey nudes. I'm not quite sure what he wanted out of the hitman. No, but I mean, I'll leave that up to the hitman to yeah, decide. Yeah, exactly. Take that as you as you wish, Hitman, but I'd be intimidated. Very. So, I'm clarifying <laughs> the Bracey chip over the top. Try oh, this is a follow-up. I was on the outside of it well. I played representative rugby from uh, Warringah. I bet. Uh, but I'll tell you what, he chipped Rep it over footy? the top and he gathered. He, he actually kicked it over the back of the foot. And regathered, scored on the post. Yeah, I tell you what, put it on, put it on the Hello Sport podcast. Thank you very much, Pete Andy. Hi. <laughs> there's I, there's nothing more dribbler than calling the P's and D's hotline and talking about playing rep rugby. Like yeah. as you hammered, I yeah. used to play rep rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But backing up your mate, who's equally intoxicated, yeah. story. Yes. Well, he played outside Bracey. This is but this is what the dribbler hotline's for. Yeah. Certainly one of the things it's for. Well, not all things. Not all things. Yeah, g'day, Tom and Eddie. P's and D's. The outback dribbler. I haven't heard of you for a while, but I'm going to get straight to the point as per usual. I've had a Carl Stefanovic skinful at the Logies, but I'm going to hand you across to my mate, Frog. He's got a good yarn to tell you. Intro on his mate. Boys, like Froggy. <laughs> Just thought I'd say... I finally did it. I finally did it. After 18 months of pure pain, I know what you're thinking. I finally deleted Wayne the Rock Johnson off Instagram. <laughs> if I've ever, if I've ever met more of a fella out of touch with the common man, I'll eat my own hat. <laughs> he is an absolute fucking germite. <laughs> Pinheaded gimp, absolute pinheaded gimp. Anyway, fucking oh. beer soon, boys. <laughs> Tequila never off. Fuck you, Rock. I hate you, mate. You've literally abused me for eighteen months. Have you brought your tequila out? And Vin Diesel. Ham soon, bro. Keep killing those fucking pigs, you fucking weirdo. Honestly, mate, that is so strange. All right, boys. Cheers. Cheers, eh? Thank you. Oh. 
Frog. Frog. Loved that it. That was great. That was great. Brought it. Brought it. He brought he? it hard. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right, this is the double. Yeah, g'day, boys. Outback dribbler again. Uh, I know it's a second dribble, and I have dribbled before. I know the rules, but I'm going to pay my respects to big Tasty and Tasty boys, especially Fumes. Uh, KD, even though he could become obsolete, maybe. Um, I haven't heard of him in a fair while. And Chris Bacious, the up-and-comer. But all I've got to say is I haven't heard much chat from north of the border lately. Um, been a big Broncos supporter all my life. These COVID times are challenging that. Uh, Anthony Seabold, mate, you need to get your shit together. Oh, introducing Tom Dearden. This, this stage of the play was, was great against the Sharks, but you still couldn't pull it off. Um, my mate Frog here. He needs to have a yarn to use again. Uh, outback dribbler signing off. That, cheers, Tom and Eddie. Frog refuses to call. Tom and Eddie, so. Frog here. <laughs> How are you? I just basically I'm calling to talk about Wayne Johnson. <laughs> Fuck you, Wayne Johnson, and your tequila. <laughs> Shove that up your ass. I'm not buying it, and I never will. But mainly, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Keep slaughtering those fucking pigs. Bacon soon, you absolute freak. <laughs> you can, you, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Wayne Johnson is more of a magoo than Vin Diesel. <laughs> that's huge. I know that's huge. I know that's huge. But you, honestly, two magoos, possibly the captain co-captain, honest to God, Get out of my life. <laughs> Fuck off. Vin Diesel, bacon soon, bruh. Love you. Tom and Eddie, beer soon. Bye. Wow. Oh, Captain Co-Captain. The frogs Co-captain. burst onto the dribbler scene like oh, yeah, a bolt yeah, yeah, from yeah. heaven. Oh, like a bolt from heaven. God, he brought it he both brought times. It. Big energy. Didn't miss the mark. Not a fan of Wayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> no. Hates Wayne the Rock. <laughs> Oh, look, we've been saying it, punters and dribblers. Tom actually got me onto it. Um, and now it's good to hear the punter and the dribbler getting on board too. Yeah. Dwayne's got a lot of Magoo about him. Super huge Magoo vibes. And, like, I think it was because when the, the Rock was uh, playing The Rock as a wrestler, mm. he was arrogant, he was brash. Now he's, like, this weirdly, like, it's this faux, humble, like, to all my fans. Yeah. Or what are, the one we did to, the one where he did to, I think it was just recently where it was like talking about Americans but going back to work and he just titled it back to work and he started off with the whole thing with back to work now America we go back to work and then the one where it was like his message to Trump and it's him standing there just jacked to the tits like it's hard to take someone seriously who doesn't admit how many steroids they do but he's just like to Trump it's like where are you <laughs> Where are you? You're our leader. And it's like, bro, that's not even how you speak normally. Yeah, yeah. But as Frog said so eloquently, he's lost touch with the, the, with common, the man. common man. Big time. He's, he's, he's all at sea. Yeah. Wayne's all at sea. And listen, it's all right, but like, don't try and talk to the common man. Don't lecture us. No. Nah. You, Don't lecture us. Mate, he'd be lost on a dribbler hotline. Oh my, he wouldn't know how to use the he would, phone. He wouldn't know how to handle it. He'd nah. hear someone like Frog or the Outback dribbler and just nah. be like, what? What? Wait, what? Wait, what? Have you seen my movies? I need some steroids. 
Shout out to Wayne. Shout out to Wayne uh, and Vin Magoo Diesel. <laughs> yeah, boys, it's Mister Exotic again. The bloke that rang up the other week, um, the Polacks himself on the fucking uh, on the rack and the fucking red. I just watched uh, that fucking Polacks. back for you, boys. Brendan Elliott get absolutely cleaned up by uh, the r- rampaging Liam Martin. Absolutely <laughs> fucking wiped him out. Kick out this gone over! Yeah! <laughs> I want it! I want it! Yeah, well, anyway, the fucking, um... The cat should have fucking just got up. Got up like a fucking real man. And fucking had a fucking dig. Cat, coward, dog, troglodyte. Beer soon, cheers. Oh, man, I don't know what to make of that. The start of it, I want to play again. He lost me at Polax. Polax I couldn't, himself I couldn't, on, the, <laughs> on the rack in the, the red. <laughs> yeah, boys, Mr. Exotic again. The bloke that rang up the other week. Um, the Polax himself on the fucking uh, on the rack and the fucking red. <laughs> the Polax dribbler. That's uh, like that's should be on his tombstone. Here lies Mr. Exotic, the bloke that Polax himself <laughs> on, on the, the rack and the, the red. red. <laughs> Good lord. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Hunters. Yeah, this is the fucking pendant FA Cup dribbles here. Substitute Eddie here. Holding tight for kickoff with dribble Cleb. As far as uh, debut throbbers go, has Charlie Staines secured the bag? Four meat pies <laughs> on fucking debut. An acknowledgement from the fucking ministers of sport themselves. And what can only be described as a high pressure hose in the anus. <laughs> Are we missing a superior fucking start to the NR- an NRL career? Lockjaws and Midori's and milk soon. <laughs> I love that. I think that you could say that that's that Charlie's, you know, one of the goat debuts. Absolutely, I think that's reasonable. Gets lockjaw, six tries in a hundred minutes of footy. Yeah, he's had a bloody fire hose up the bum. And now he's blown out his hammy. It's he's a flat flash of the pan at yeah, this point. Yeah, one of the great. I want to see him go on with it. Want to see him do well, but, but he, he's burst onto the scene. He's ripped at a new one, as yeah, it were. Correct. Great dribble. Great dribble. Liked it. Hi Tom. Hi Eddie. Punters and dribblers. It's the uh, DNA dribbler calling in again. Uh, just thought I'd give uh, you guys, Eddie in particular, just some stories about weird shit my dogs eat to make you feel better about Tonka. Uh, eating the chicken skewer. Maybe get Ella listening as well so she feels better about Tonka uh, eating the skewer. So my dog's half cattle dog, half Labrador. So he's got the energy of a cattle dog, but he just eats about anything like a, like a Labrador. Um, three, three stories in mind. Uh, three, three stories come to mind when thinking about this. So one time walking along the beach, about 500 billion blue bottles had washed up and laid there all day, drying in the sun. And we think that they must have had, like, the consistency and saltiness of chips because the damn dog just ran up and down the beach eating blue bottles everywhere he went. (laughs) We tried to get him to stop, couldn't, so we just let him keep on eating these things. Walk up the hill back to the house and then all of a sudden he stops and looks up like he's about to vomit. And uh, from that day on, he's never eaten a blue bottle. <laughs> Another time, we were walking through the park. Uh, we found a rotting sandwich in a Ziploc bag. Uh, we found it because, well, 
he pounced on it and ate it. Um, didn't see it. We thought, well, God knows what will happen to that. Two days later, walking through the backyard to go down to the shed to see some dog poo, so I had to go pick it up. And I pick it up and I discovered that the Ziploc bag is completely intact with the sandwich still in it. Oh, my God. Track, which I think is a great ad for a Ziploc bag. <laughs> um, that is a great ad. That is. And then the last story is we were walk, walking down at the park past one of those uh, public barbecues. And uh, he, he grabbed something from the ground and just chewed it up and swallowed it. It didn't look like meat, but, and we weren't quite sure what it was. So we thought, oh, is it some, some, you know, some fat that was lying around, or what was it? I don't know. Anyway, we just kept on watching him to keep an eye on him to see what is it. Will he vomit it out? Will he pull it out? Don't know. We all go to bed. Next morning we get up. I go out to check on him, and uh, there's a piece of steel wool covered in dog sick <laughs> lying in a puddle in the corner. Um, so what happens is he appears to have eaten the steel wool then chunted it out during the night. Um, so, look, if Tonka... If my, well, if my dog can survive that world of misery, then I'm sure Tonka will survive whatever the world can throw at him. Uh, be soon, boys. Be soon to Tonka. Or maybe Puppy Milk soon. Anyway, guys, see ya. <laughs> good dribble. Great dribble. Love that. That was a good one. That's fucking... Well, mate, that puts it into perspective. You Doesn't know what it? I mean? They're tough as, they're tough they as nails, fucking, mate. They yeah. can eat anything. They're all good. They're all good. Now... Terrific um, dribble. Very good dribble. We've got uh, Jorge Alday, who is one of the dumber cunts on the planet. And I say that with love. Uh, he's attached it three he's times. He's attached it three times here. He fucked up last week with his dribbles, and now he's come back with three of them. He's a member of the illustrious Hello Sport 11. Uh, but he sent through an audio a dribble last week, didn't attach it, and he's now come back to try and right the wrongs. So here we go, Jorge. The floor is yours, brah. Tom and Eddie, punters and dribblers. Torhey all day here of Bag of Green fame and part of the illustrious 11. Backstop. Uh, shout out to the boys. Uh, I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. Um, I've got a few things to talk about. Uh, my missus, I got my missus onto the podcast about two months ago. She's, she's loving it. She has a good crack, crack up about it. Um, she started listening to the podcast that had all that Adam Elliott rhetoric in it. Got a lot of people. In on reference board. to his Hulk cock. Um, she hadn't seen it. Uh, at all she didn't know what you guys were talking about she started searching the internet far and wide became infatuated with the fact that she had to see it fair enough um, you know Only meanwhile I'm just standing over there just going hey like maybe chill out mate like you don't really need to see it probably best that you don't because uh, god knows I'm just going to get judged um, a week later a friend of the show Nick Mallet um, shows a bunch of girls at this long lunch we were at um, her jaw drops to the ground in disbelief um, and just started harping on about it ever since. <laughs> now, Who's the sheriff? You know, yeah. Pretty lucky on my end that he's not donning the field every week <laughs> due to his season-ending injury. Because um, you know, if he were to, that's all. That's it, all that she'll think about is just his fat cock. Now, I'm pretty happy that's not happening anymore. Anyway, 
Um, my next point, I want to reintroduce a segment that you guys used to do back when we were, we were on SoundCloud. Um, it's a segment called Fucked and Hummin'. Um, I'll let you boys run with that one. I want to know what you think. Um, you want to explain it to everyone? Uh, my next point, Dior Dave, I'm narrowing in on your identity, mate. I know your full name. I know what you look like. You can't delete photos off your Facebook because, um, you know, I did this Dior a long time ago but I'm going to keep all the information close to my chest for a rainy day. <laughs> Just uh, blackmail. I want to ask a question, one more question before I go. Do you prefer drinking out of a tin or a stubby if schooners aren't an option? Uh, that's me done. Beers soon. KD reigns supreme. Uh-huh. Up the mighty dragons. Violate my sex life. <laughs> yep, beers soon. Jorge all day out. Nice, Jorge. Nice. Brought it. Very nice. Did bring it. Brought it. Had to and did. Pressure delivered. was on. Well, you know. Pressure was on after the fuck up. He's in the 11. Backstop, but he's in the 11. And he brought it. So power to him. So punters and dribblers fucked and humming was basically a segment back in the SoundCloud days where if a team was fucked, we'd talk about it. If they were humming, we'd talk about yeah, it. It's basically it. just a quick run through of rugby league. A way I'm to ha- approach the rugby league. I'm happy to bring it back next week for a run. Look, we can just say, in, you know, in our, you know, who's humming and who's fucked. We don't have to, you know, I guess it's just more like little things to award each week. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Who's fucked, who's humming. Uh, but happy to, to but sort for, of but look for, at it. But obviously, for example, Broncos are fucked. And Penrith are humming. And Penrith are, Penrith are humming from this week. Yes. That's how you describe it. Yeah. Obviously, we went into it a little bit more, but that's the gist of it. But, I mean, gives you an idea of how long Jorge's been around when you can, you know, like, you know you're an OG. And I imagine, Eddie, not being a fan of the podcast, rather being, you know, the beating heart of it, as you and I are, uh, it would be a bit of clout to be able to, to say back in the SoundCloud days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could, that's a big flex. Like, I've been around since the SoundCloud days. Yeah, yeah. well, that's why he's in the eleven. Yeah. We, like that's why if anyone wants to know why he's in the eleven, he got he got his baggy grain for loyalty. Yeah, that was it. That's what he got. He's listened to every single episode. Every single episode hasn't missed one. No, never. So that's why he's in the eleven, and that's why he's referencing fucked and humming. Now the the final question, oh, I've forgotten. What was it? Oh, uh, stubbies or cans? Cans. I am probably more of a stubby guy in that. The last bit of a stubby is nicer than the last bit of a can. I think that I think that the beer is colder in a can, Agreed. and I think it's easier to. I think I like the way it comes out of the can. Yep. I also find because I drink a lot of VB that VB in a stubby can sometimes have a metallic taste. I don't know if that's whereas what... I think that, but in a can. Yeah. Look, I used to be a stubby's guy, but now I'm a can guy. I love cans now. I love them. am pretty easy to be honest, but I find I like... that. Yeah. The, like the, the the last little bit of a can gets a little bit warm, whereas in a bottle, for me, mm. it stays a little bit more crispy. I will buy cans over bottles, put it that way. I can obviously drink a stubby, but I, I will buy cans if they're available. Yeah, I think I'd buy a bottle. There you go. But it depends also what I'm getting into, right? If I'm having a bit of a sesh, maybe I'm canning. You just but if think, I've got oh, them for the fridge at home... Oh, the, the fridge at home is different. If you're going out on the piss with the boys... Then it's cans. It's cans, right? I think it's horses for courses, but I think that if it's a session... Yeah. Cans. If it's for the fridge at home... Yeah. I'm probably more of a, a stubby boy. Yeah. And it depends what else you're doing as well. If you're going to suck... You know, if you're going around to like your girlfriend's friend's barbecue, you're probably taking bottles, right? 
Probably. You know what I mean? You don't really know them. Like, are you going to rock up with a 30K, 30 k thirty like a, a, cube. a cube of VBs? I mean, you could. And a half. But you're, and a half, but you're saying, you know what I mean? At you're, 30, yeah. you're running out of options. You're putting up a flag at that point if you're 30-year-old rocking up with a cube. Yeah, yeah, To, you know, like to a baby's one-year-old yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, If you bring a cube to a christening, then, like, you're saying something about yourself, right? Yeah, you certainly, you know, these are, you're not necessarily saying anything vocally, but there are unspoken No, no, pe- people notice, bro. As yeah. soon as you walk in with a cube, they go, holy shit. Holy shit, this guy's... But then people want one, right? They're going to go, can I have a The beer? blokes there will be like, that's fantastic. Yeah. But they are also judging you, unfortunately, right? Yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, I'm a cans man. Cans man, and I'm a, I'm a both. I'm a, I'm a fence sitter. I am, I'm a... I'm a trans man, if I can say that. In the in beer terms, in a beer yeah, terms, you can say that. That's not a problem. Um, but Eddie, I don't know whether we've got much else. That's I think in, that's, that's us. the dribbles done. We know We're that. Out. Um, beep test soon. Beep test. You get it next week, Kelly. We continue on Kelly. We continue punters, dribblers with good nature. Don't be rude to the man if you want to hit him up. But we continue on Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Reach remember, out, you just got to remember it's a refocusing of the of the the proverbial gun sight. Back to it. Back to Reach Kel. out, Kel. We're back Reach to Kel. Out, Kel. Where you at? We're back to Kel. Because the reason we stopped Reach Out, Kel, was because we were talking to Kel. So now it's Reach Out, Kel again. Beep tests are coming. Seth versus Steph. It's all happening. It's all happening. Um, but I think that's all, man. Until Bye-bye. next week. Ciao. 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 Could you two just not talk anymore?